Time doesn't slow down for us. And we are back here again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 201 with Mr. Professor Savage Jad. And, you know, we just hit our 200 episode milestone last night and we celebrated. So make sure you guys go check out that episode. And people have been asking me, uh, is this show on uh, like Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms? And yeah, it is. Um, But due to uh, me kind of messing up at the very beginning of when this show first started, nothing with like the show quality or topics or anything. It's just um, the way that the podcasting platforms are set up, all of their video specs are tailored towards YouTube because YouTube is kind of like the biggest player in a lot of this stuff. So a lot of people tailor their video aspects to what YouTube wants them to. So you can just download your video and upload your podcast to like Spotify or whatever. So if so, programs like Twitch, Twitter, and Rumble, they don't have the same. So I've had to basically go back, download the Rumble episodes, upload them into my backup YouTube account so they can be unlisted just so I can download them from that backup YouTube account to make them the right way for the podcasting platforms. And um, I'm just basically building that up enough to the point where I could just do it basically all, all in one, you know, succession, but I'll be dropping episodes here and there. I'm going to be dropping like episode nine uh, uh, in like a probably about five minutes or probably about, you know, as we're talking here, because I can just, you know, slip it in there. So yeah, the show will be on podcasting platforms because I want to get it to a point where, you know, I can just drop an episode on there right as we do a episode in here or for my other show, the Cloud9 Podcast. But, but I do want to say to everyone who will end up listening and watching this episode in the future on Spotify or anywhere you consume your podcast. Thank you. I know we have a lot of listeners, even just right now. Thank you so much. You guys take your time out of the day to listen to me, talk to my panel of you know guests and friends that I have, or you know, all the one-on-ones that we do. And today's guest, obviously, as I mentioned before, is Professor Savage Jack. We've been trying to do this for a little bit of time, but he's just very busy. You know, he's got the <laughs> Ghostbusters shirt on, so I know he obviously oh, yeah. loves Ghostbusters 2016. He's a big woke sjw fan as he told me on twitter you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i love that i, I love the, i love the female ghostbusters um I, I can't wait for them to do a remake i mean just oh like, yeah yeah so <laughs> successful I right i know they're super successful they're and i mean they're remaking everything else how do they not remake the failed ghostbusters remake they remade mm. white man can't jump why not this Except maybe do it with like with like hot chicks like like Selma Hayek and uh, who else could we get in there? Who who do we re- who do we recast with like y- like attractive, interesting women on here? We got you could do Selma Hayek number one, always the top yeah. of the list there. Then maybe Captain Heigl or ooh ScarJo. Yeah, ScarJo's got to be in there. That's two. And we got to have someone funny because you know how you have Ryan Reynolds who's like always trying to be funny. Just grab exactly. his wife, Blake Lively, and just basically oh, just yes. turn her into Blake him. Lively. Yeah, she just, could just, just be right there. <laughs> yeah, she should be. Um, she definitely could be Stance, I think, in there. And then let's see who else. Um, Kat Denning definitely could throw her in there. Oh, Lord, <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm down with that. Um, we got the four there. I think we're good on that. And then, like, you know, they could. Uh, I don't know who they could put in as the uh, the the guy. Mm-hmm. you know the 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 gender swapped secretary like who's the dude you throw in do you throw ryan reynolds in there no, i think so i have the perfect no, guy. Ryan I don't know reynolds? If you watch the um i don't know if you watched the final there was a fantasy island remake or some shit that was that movie with that shit one with lucy hale 
Remember that Asian guy? He's a short guy with black hair who was the gay Asian. I forgot his name. I forgot the actress name of the time. You know what I'm talking about. You can just throw that guy in there because he thinks he's funny. I was like, what the fuck? There's a gay Asian? Does that even exist? Like, Wait, we're not like talking about Timmy Wu, right? Uh, you could throw him in there, honestly. That could work. <laughs> that that could work too. Just just mm-hmm. him being. A, I you mean, know dude, what I find he, funny, dude. You know what I find like absolutely hilarious is Sony uh, as bad because they did the Ghostbusters Affleck movie, right? That's the company that produced yeah. it. They they make so many bad decisions, but their really good decisions are just like some of the best I've ever seen. But they they'll just go and just do a reverse Uno card on you and make the most worst decision ever. They knew. That that movie was an absolute fail. It bombed to the box office. Horrible reception. They didn't make a sequel oh, yeah. to it because they knew that the fans just yeah. absolutely hated it. But rather than going out and calling the fans bigots, insophobes, racists, whatever, they just chose to just remake it again with Ghostbusters Afterlife and the new sequel coming up next year. Yep. It's crazy how like people can people never see that. Like, hey, this literally didn't work because they literally just took a shit in the fans' face. And they just chose to, I don't know, redo it over. And now you have this yep. other new franchise or new timeline going on for Ghostbusters movies. I'm not into Ghostbusters movies, but it was just, you know, seeing that happen. It's like, wait, why are we accepting this for Marvel and DC movies when we clearly see if fucking yeah. Sony can do that? I mean, like, bro, what are we doing yeah. here, man? So <laughs> Sony didn't say anything. I know many of the actors had their opinion about it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like Sony came out like Marvel. Kevin Feige or other people come mm-hmm. out, like actual people from Disney come out and shit on the fan. Mm-hmm. Sony just kind of rolled with it and said, all right, well, that didn't fucking make us any money. Let's go get the guy's son who did the first movies and mm-hmm. uh, let's get some of the cast back. Let's bark a dump truck full of money up to Bill Murray and get them to cameo for us and get the original cast. And I, I know people hate member berries. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were kind of had mixed opinions of the new Ghostbusters. I didn't mind it. My kids enjoyed it. And that's what I, that's so like when my kids enjoyed it, they watched it and then they wanted to go back and watch the old movie. So we did. And they're like mm-hmm. watching that, that ended up with me buying the entire uh, real Ghostbusters animated series. Like, cause they, they'd seen, you know, on YouTube and other places, like clips of it. Like, is this a show? And I'm like, Oh yeah. But it wasn't, I don't think it was streaming anywhere. So I had to go get the DVDs. They like watched it over the summer, the whole damn thing, like a hundred episodes, just boom. They'll just plot the, my kids will binge shit hard. They're binging uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers right now. Some shit broke off last feel- night. They were, fi- they were fighting on the trampoline and shit. Every, they were, they were, you know, I, I'm this ranger, I'm that ranger, but they're, they're thrown <laughs> down with each other. I'm like, you, you right. have two boys and a little girl or all boys, all girls. No, all, uh, three boys. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's when we were when we were younger. Powers just come on. No, that's it. That's my shit. It's uh, it's crazy because oh, yeah. you know everyone says they dropped off at Mighty Morphin or whatever. The people that I the, there was the people that did stick out with it every single year and just keep watching it. It got to a point where I I didn't I just stopped watching it not because it went like if you say woke or anything. The Nickelodeon which re had it back by his time yeah. Saban he re bought it back after Disney had it. He just treated it like shit. He didn't even try anymore, you know? And then yeah. after that, now you have Hasbro who has it now. No, I, I, I love Power Rangers, man. I've been Power Rangers fan since all those fucking diapers. It's just like, someone oh, keeps yeah. asking me, like, we, we, we will say Power Rangers conversations around here. It's, you know, Jason David Frank passed away, and that was one of the celebrity deaths. Like, you, you know, it's yeah, hard to really get hit. Yeah, it's like one of those ones that just hit, and you're like, I was actually just kind of sad for that day. I was like, oh, fuck, he's really gone. Like, that fucking sucks, you know? The, the few celebrity deaths that really hit were the Michael Jackson one, the one with Paul Walker, because I like the Fast and Furious movies a lot. Uh, Jason yeah. Frank, Kevin Conroy really hit 
really hit home Ooh. when it happened. Yeah, I mean, the person who made Yu-Gi-Oh is dead. Kazuki Takahashi, he's gone. Yeah, He died trying to save people from drowning. It's, it's, it's so weird because his favorite Yu-Gi-Oh archetype was heroes. And he died a hero saving people. He's just like, oh, yeah. no. Oh no! Okay, okay, life. Let's just, that's just how it works, right? So, I mean, you know, Harley Quinn, who voices uh, the girl who voices yep. Harley Quinn in the anime series, is gone. Like, there's so many legends that have just been dying. Just oh like, yeah, oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah, Kevin Conroy and Harley Quinn. That like started like I I've rewatched. Um, I haven't made it all the way through to the end yet, but uh, multiple rewatches of Batman mm-hmm. the animated series on uh, on Blu-ray. Another one of these instances where my kids um, got into something. And then like mm-hmm. streaming uh, before this was before um, before Warner Brothers had put like, or well, I guess I didn't have HBO Max at the time or it was when it was DC mm-hmm. Universe. But either way, they did the um, basically the 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 um, what do you call it? Remaster of like Batman, the animated series. And then they mm-hmm. dropped that on Blu-ray. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude, I got to get like I got to I got to I have to have that. I'm so if you can't tell from behind me, I'm very big into physical media. And um, yeah, I'm working like, on need- my shelves as well. I have a little smaller shelf over there, but and all my stuff is kind of still packing this new closet because I, I I moved like recently, like about yeah. July or August. So I can't wait to get my shelf and get all stuff sorted out. I have so many books in there, man. It's because people say people think this is just the first part of my house. It's like no, no, no. There's a whole different part in and past this door right there. There's a whole part to still exactly. books. Yeah, man, and that's like it's crazy. Now all I do with my free time is like, hey, when I get paid, I buy books. Who are like, that's it? Yeah. If it's not food or I pay my bills, I just buy books. They're like, are you an old man? I'm oh, like, dude. yeah. I, I'm just an old yeah, man now. I just buys books and reads them. <laughs> that's what happens, dude. Oh, man. I just, I just, I was posting on X earlier. I'm like, I just went and uh, backed another indie comic. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I cut myself off here. It's been a little, been hit, been hitting the indie comic backing mm-hmm. a little hard this month. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of like good creators are dropping, like creators I, grew up in comics with and loved or dropping interesting shit i got i got my alpha core and then yari is next month so i'll have money again next month for a few more so i gotta pick that up i got my alpha core i was actually just before we started i was rereading um isom one because i keep i keep meaning to sit down and like take my notes from it and do a review but i work has been killing my time to make any sort of content i had this I you, this man. Dude, I had this idea that I thought would be kind of cool because I want to start a, a, a channel talking about like comics and like comics mm-hmm. that I like and stuff and doing uh, reviews of indie stuff or even old stuff. I mean, I've got I've got old stuff that uh, nobody's probably seen or talked about in a million years, but I wanted to do at least with some of the books that I read kind of a um, kind of like Baller right. does with EFAP. But I want to sit down and like have a camera pointed down. Boom. Here's this page. And we're going to talk about this page and do. Oh, each I have the same similar idea. Book. Yeah, yeah, I had the same similar one, kind of like what uh, I think uh, I can't really say because someone's probably gonna end up doing it. I'll, I'll type it in the chat. Just oh, say what, just yeah, finish your next next point. I'll just type it in the chat really quickly. So something like that, and I have a ton of other ideas. Uh, one of the things I kind of really want to get into talking more about is physical media and the kind of the the news constantly bombarding me lately. That I mean, once you look up a couple things in your Google feed, you're inundated with the fact that uh physical media is dying and here's how it's going to, you know, here's how it's dying this month. And here's how it's dying next month. You know, Best Buy is dropping it. Walmart's dropping it. Freaking. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's like, dude, I, 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 I believe it is a, like it is an undeniable bad that we lose physical media. I know that they've been trying with books forever and it's failed. And I, 
I, I think they're, I don't know, I like they seem to have a push though with like movies and Blu-rays. And I love what Chris Nolan's been saying this week about like if yeah. you're gonna buy Oppenheimer, go get that shit on Blu-ray. Don't like have like it isn't the same as a book though, and that's why I feel like it's easier for them to get rid of it. And even with video games, right. because like you don't have you don't you don't touch the movie once you take it out, you put it in the put it in your Blu-ray player and you're done. Mm. It's over, it's gone, you don't look at it. It doesn't have that that feel that a turning a page on a book does, but it's there's so much I think that like you lose with that. Like one of the things I love about like physical media, and I got like like see here, I've got like three of these because I'm a Deadpool spaz. When they when they dropped Deadpool, I bought Deadpool on on Blu-ray or 4K, and then they had this this uh, then they dropped a Steelbook, so I brought that, and then they dropped another for uh, I don't know what reason another Steelbook with like a uh, little uh. They had like like I got still most of the stuff in here, but they had these little uh where's that? There he is. Like well no, there is it. there we go. They had all of this little like paper dolls and weird ass stuff, but like it, it's stuff that you you know you don't get in digital. There's no there's no recreating this in digital. Like there are if you're doing like physical media well, and especially in the Blu-ray front, right? I mean a lot of people ignore it, but there's a lot of good stuff in it, but the one like one thing I, I miss even kind of about albums is fucking box art, dude. Yeah. Great box art is, I mean, even, I mean, albums, some of the first albums I bought because I bought them simply because the cover art looked cool. And I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm going to pick this up just because this cover art looks good. But I've picked up a Blu-ray because the cover, the cover of it looked good. I don't even know what it was. There was some sort of Australian Western that I can't remember what it's called. I'd have to go dig it out of my cabinet. Uh, For, I didn't know what it was. It was like $5. I don't, I don't, I'm like actually own a lot of like physical media dvds anymore because throughout i ended up losing a lot of them due to moving yeah. at some points in my life but the ones that i did salvage i go back and look at them like this is because i used to buy like uh anime uh dvd box sets anime. back in the day yeah no because dude, dude back in the day, good art those were those, awesome and remember those, those uh because i still have them they really get the little, little sketch pads of what the artists were trying to do with the characters and stuff oh dude there's Yes, so yes. much there, man. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, as he uh, gets back, guys. Uh, thank you, you guys for uh, hit... watching. You, you told I was looking at these earlier, dude. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but I get on a like, you hit on a point. Yeah, so stuff like that. Yeah, these are actually my wife's. Yeah. But this is like, yeah, these were a bit like yeah. pioneer drop. These it was a uh, this is Fushu Gyugi. My wife's a big fan of it. I'm mm -hmm. neither here nor there. But the like the art books and stuff you used to get with anime, and they had great ones back even in the VHS days. And it's like, dude, you don't. But there's, uh, I saw this because Gary Nerdrotic mentioned them, and now I don't remember mm -hmm. what they were called. But there's this this company that's um doing like really nice Blu-ray box set like releases. What was it called? Mm -hmm. Arrow. I remember Arrow uh, Media or something. When I was a bit younger, back when I used to get a lot of money. We used to just go and get anime box sets of our favorite shows like Naruto, Inuyasha, oh, yeah. Bleach, and seeing the sketch pads and the cover art. And it was always hype and anticipation, trying to like predict who they're going to put on the cover art when the newest box set gets released. Like that's how we used to consume our anime sometimes, buying it on oh, DVD yeah. for like 30 bucks for the whole season that you had to just fucking watch week in on week out on fucking like Toonami or late night and other channels you had to consume it. Yep. For. I remember like series like Samurai X, Samurai 7. You couldn't even watch it on Toonami at the time. You had to consume it through this, no. this other back-end channel that played, like, horror movies. It was a channel, like, 
126. And we we just consumed Samurai 7. I was like, fear animes. I love that anime. Uh, and like Saturday at 8 at night. Because it, it was too, it was apparently too violent for even Tsunami standards. So they had to put it on this yep. back end other channel. I was like, what the fuck? Because it, oh, it kind of and- deals with like slavery and it kind of deals with like massive influences on politics and like all that shit. So I could understand why I made the time they didn't want to touch it. But that's how much we, yeah. I would never have seen Samurai 7 unless like my brother said, hey, you can't watch it. We have to go and flip place this other channel. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, the point to consume anime was so much different back in the day than it is now. Just type it up and just put a link. Oh look yeah, up on, like any anime site. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crunchyroll didn't fucking exist back then, man. You that you had to get up at um the other way you could get it is if you had a. Uh, I didn't have cable, but like if I stayed the night at a cousin's house or something, <clears throat> I would get up at like fucking probably three four in the morning because Akira would be on fucking Sci Fi Channel. They would play it in the dead of night, but you, it was there. They play the whole damn thing. Uh, because he had cable on. Yeah, like, oh, same thing with Gurren Logan. Sci-fi. Yep. Gurren Logan didn't come on Cartoon Network. Gurren Logan actually came on the Sci-Fi Channel. There was anime yep. that just came on the Sci-Fi Channel, and when the Sci-Fi Channel was good, they would used to have. A, I used to go to my grandma's house some nights, some Mondays, where it was Anime Night Mondays on the Sci-Fi Channel. That's when they were now not dog shit like they're on there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy or now like, where like if you you say your shit's going to the Sci-Fi Channel, that shit's like the CW level. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude, so sad. Dude, that's behind the CW man. Sci-fi fell through. I don't. I don't even know how that. Like, I don't even know how it's still up, man. It fell through the floor. Like, mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Channel used to be a thing. They were that was a that was a big channel. People talked about mm-hmm. Sci-Fi. Oh, and before we get to the juicy stuff, I'm pretty sure you liked my idea in the private chat. I think that could be a great thing for the indie comic sphere. Let's start with your origin story. Uh, so your dad, right? You're married. Yes. So how was your life growing up, actually? Um, pretty much lower middle class. Just mm-hmm. my, both my parents worked. I went to school every day. I had a brother and a sister and yeah, it was just, you know, nothing really wild ever really happened. It was kind of just a boring ass, regular, you know, broke people, American life. You know, we, my, my folks, uh, Worked really hard, but, you know, always struggled to make ends meet. We didn't come from money or anything like that. So it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, lives life every day. Um, just grew up, um, you know, seeing my, my mom and my dad work and my my wife and I both work now. We're both, you know, working parents and everything else. And we um, you know, just watched my family do stuff. My family, um, you know, various parts of my family made a lot of mistakes. A lot of them ended up kind of getting, uh, not kind of getting divorced and things like that. And a lot of my cousins had those problems things that I, things that I kind of um, learned in, uh, as I became a father, as I got older, as you know, I, I learned a lot from like the mistakes that like family members would make and stuff like things you probably shouldn't do drugs, smoking, excessive drinking, <laughs> shit like that. But you know, one of the things that stuck by me the most was um, kind of every, every damn near everybody getting divorced and just kind of the, the shit it turned my cousin's lives into it seemed like like it seemed difficult like my parents stayed together they fought all the fucking time but they stayed together um and you know that's that's why i i find family and kind of sticking families together so important i like i don't want to see these things that that i saw with my cousins and i see other like you, you know other family now have to deal with like it always seems like it makes it a difficult thing so it's kind of one of the things that stuck with me most is like uh, from growing up is is what not to do in many a case. Um, I learned a lot from that. I 
Um, went to school through like seventh grade. I would get into a lot of trouble in my middle school years. Uh, my parents tried to take me out of school, uh, homeschool me. That didn't work out a ton. I would, you know, they both worked, so it was very difficult. Um, but I just kind of basically skipped high school. And after they took me out at, in, well, kind of the beginning of eighth grade, and I didn't really do anything for a while. Um, I started getting into comic books. I started reading. I started like going to the comic. Like I would walk like five miles uh, one way every Wednesday to go hang out at the comic shop when it opened. And that's just kind of what I did all day was hang out at the comic shop. That's why I'm such a, the influence of that has not shaken from me these many, you know, nearly over 30 years later. <laughs> it's still a bad habit. But um I did that for quite a while. Then I decided to go to college. So I just went and got a GED, went to college. I never did high school. I never went to high school. I ostensibly skipped high school, um, which I don't know. It always sounds smarter than I think it is, but I, I figure I didn't miss a whole hell of a lot. It seems like a lot of people's baggage that they got in life kind of came from high school. Like a lot Lots of, of it. Fucked up shit goes on. I mean, I went to community college, which is basically high school with ashtrays. Yeah. That was my experience. With There's a lot, a lot of weird shit. people at community college. There's a fuck ton of weirdos. Good Ooh. lord. Oh, <laughs> dude, I had these folks. We called them the. I called them the carnies. They were. <laughs> they were like some sort of mix between um, wannabe trench coat mafia. All of them were weebs, though. Like you want to like turn people off of anime? Hang out with these guys. Like they were. Right? There's it's always little, the real dude. weeby nerdy oh, ones, the smelly dude. ones that turn people off. Yeah. Oh my god. There was this guy, I called him Dr. Robotnik because he was literally shaped like him. I've never seen another human shaped like this guy. He would walk around telling everybody how he's 112th Japanese and shit. And I was like, why the fuck did you pick 112th? Like, I know you're full of shit. All right, we're, we're going to start with that. But why did you pick that fraction? I never, to this day, I still don't understand it. It's just getting. Thinking about community college and the weird, you say the weird shit there. That, that guy sticks out, dude. He was a, he was a crazy woke SJW that called everybody a racist rapist, like before, before that became like the fad. Like this guy was ahead of the, ahead of the curve on that one. But uh, yeah, I so I spent way too long in college. If you've ever seen uh, one of Ryan Reynolds' magnum opuses in Van Wilder, uh, that was me, but less good looking. Um, I went through college. I met my wife in community college, so at least we'd started dating back in 2023, November, uh, which this will be our 20th anniversary, or not 2023, sorry, 20, 2003. Ugh. So 2023, 20 years later, sorry, our 20th anniversary next week, which is why I'll be off of work all week. It's much excitements there, much to just kind of hang out and do stuff. Um, but I, we'd met her after that, uh, about after being together for about three years, we moved in together to an apartment, um, hung out there with each other for the next eight years, uh, somewhere in the, about the seventh year is when I had my son, he, my first oldest son, the 13 year old back in 2010. Uh, then I, that was my last year of college. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, it was my best year of college too, actually I did. I did really good that year. For some reason, uh, the added stress of having a child made me academically better. That or one of, the, one of these other things I always like to say about being a dad, being a father, being like a man and like people stressing about having children is every time I've had a child, I've, ex I've, I've accelerated. I've, I've, I've grown. I've, mm -hmm. um, 
I've become more successful because I kind of had that drive and that desire and that need. Mm. So every time somebody tells me they're, oh, I'm afraid I don't have the money to have a kid or I won't, you know, if I have a kid, I won't have time for this or my career. And I'm like, what drives you? Like, that is a different kind of, like, I didn't care, man. If I was like single with no kids mm -hmm. and just me, I'd like fucking, I'd be good with a, you know, 40K a year job living in an apartment doing nothing all day. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot pushing me that I, that like, you know, what do I need all of this, this for? Like I can, you know, I've always been kind of a, just, I need enough to maintain and have the things I want. And if I can do that, I'm good. But then I had kids. I'm like, I need, I need to do more. I need to work. I need to like be better. I need to, you know, be able to, uh, there's a word I'm not Excel. I guess Excel is a good word for it, but there's a different word I'm trying to think of. Um, so I had, you know, I had him, um, did really well in school that last year, went out, got my first full-time job. Like it was part-time, all of my time working through college. And, uh, you know, that was good. And I did well in that. And I ditched that and even got another job after that, a better job. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to make some more money. I need to, I need to buy a house. I need to have somewhere to shove more children eventually. So, um, was it about 2014? We had our second child. Um, that's when we, we'd, uh, that was after we'd got a house. And, uh, then I had a third child got, or got a better job and bought another house, moved into another house. Like we didn't expect to, to have our third one. We'd said we were going to just have kind of two. And I went off and, uh, this, you know, I, I hung up my Jersey and retired from the game. Uh, but not before one last uh, half court three point shot where um, in the in the five weeks between. Um, was it was it about those? So. I'm trying to think of the timeline of this here. I basically I went and kind of did the, the snippy thing men can do to no longer to be kind of done with the making making babies game. And uh, but two weeks before I had done that. Without me knowing, because it was three weeks after the procedure, I found out she's pregnant. So uh, procrastination, if you set your mind to do something, I'll come back and bite you in the ass, that's for sure. But it's fine. I, I actually, I regret hanging up my jersey too early like Michael Jordan, but I'm not going to go play baseball. I should have, uh, I should have had four. I really should have. I should have kept playing the game. I let the idea that, you know, kids are expensive and everything else, I think, get to me a little too much in my youth and i thought oh well, you know two is enough ah and they it's it, you know so we had the third we moved into a bigger house and like that's that's you know the thing i always i i say constantly and i probably mention every time i do a dad cast stream is like like don't be you know don't be dissuaded from having children don't be like you'll make the money if like you're a man and you're 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 going to feel it. You know, you're a man, you've become a father, you have that kid. You're going to be like, Oh shit. Like I, I, I need money to support this thing. Like I gotta do something. If you're not leaving to get cigarettes and never coming back again, you're sticking around. You're going to feel a drive to do something. I don't think I've ever met a man who hasn't. And uh, so that's kind of me. It's a, nothing terribly exciting. I'm really boring as fucking and, and old. And, and <laughs> that's what I tell people too. I'm just a normal guy that is a nine to five. And yeah. I just love, comic book manga anime tv movie yeah. stuff 
that's that's why I told people I want to like with YouTube content now because I didn't have this freedom with with my other main channel that got taken down because you know hate speech reasons, right? I want to make sure I include everything I like, you know, because people yeah. have I, I and, and I get YouTube. People, people try to tell me how YouTube works. I was like, Dude, guys, I've been on YouTube longer than you guys have. I've literally been around since the platform literally existed. I know how YouTube works, and I know yeah. YouTube wants people to uh, push that you that, that you do one thing. I just don't want to do just one thing. I like all this stuff. Why can't I talk about all yeah. this stuff and just build an audience authentically through talking about everything I like? I, I don't have to feel burdened. On days where I could just talk about one thing, and yeah, my other main channel was successful was talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, and I love Yu-Gi-Oh to death. I've been with Yu-Gi-Oh since I was a little kid myself. I know a lot, I know pretty much a good amount of about the entire franchise. It's just there were days where I would, yeah, like Civil War would come out, and I couldn't talk about Civil War, and even though I really wanted to because I had a channel yeah. dedicated just focusing on Yu-Gi-Oh. So now I don't have that. I, I, obviously, you know, you you, you live and you learn, and I just want to have a outlet now where you get a podcast and just talk about anything. You just they hear him just spitball yep. the whole thing and people this guy tried to tell me oh how do you have this many episodes talking about iron man and i'm like i just named the podcast after iron man because <laughs> i just like iron man there's no like you, you're thinking about yeah. these things too deeply people like i had a show the I had batman podcast nightwing had a lot of shows based around stuff that i like that yeah. doesn't mean that these shows are dedicated to that character that would be just stupid like you couldn't get any content out of that obviously I, and you have a yeah. show called dadcast like you so you yep. just other dads yourself on there or you just or yourself for the most time so i i've been trying to get i've been i had one interview with another dad so far another friend of mine uh, his name's sean cav he's over on the mm -hmm. whiskey capitalist um he does they do politics pop culture stuff like that mm -hmm. um that's their kind of thing um and i've been in their chat a lot i'm mod on their channel so i hang out with those guys a little bit and he came on and did an interview with me and I just like interview other dads to talk about like, you know, how, you know, their, their journey into fatherhood. And I want to do more of that and talk to them. Uh, but a lot of like when I'm doing just like me on dad cast, it's usually kind of a, a solo thing though. I'd like to probably get some more dads on, but it's just like me talking about dad shit. So I'll talk about tools. I'll talk about, um, about marriage. You know, it is a dad thing. Fatherhood. We talk about Christmas lights the other, the other day. I'm like, this is why. This is why people get people get mad at me because I'm like Christmas, like I'm already late. I'm I'm behind. I should have started Christmas lights. Like I should have had that shit out before Halloween was done. Cause there's like when you when you accrue a lot of stuff after having a home for many years, you get a lot of Christmas stuff out. You gotta take that shit out. You gotta you gotta start like testing all the light bulbs, see what works. You gotta go out and replace shit that doesn't work. And it takes because it takes fucking forever, dude. Like the month of December is not enough time for me to get that done. Not to mention, I build an obscene amount of Christmas Legos. I've been collecting Christmas Legos since, like, I don't know, 2010, probably. So I've got piles of those I build. Like, there's so much shit I do because Christmas is like Dad's Super Bowl, almost. It's it's family holiday Super Bowl where where you lay it all on the line, man. My big my biggest budget isn't like for birthday presents and stuff, man. I stock way more away for Christmas because that's the big one. It's the end of the year. You're 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 you know, you're, you're putting it all out there. Like, dad, what have you done this year? What, what have you, what have I accomplished this year? And I probably put a little too much of, um, like, I don't know, uh, gratification or, um, my kind of self-worth a little bit in it, but it feels it's a, it's such a, it's a good fun time of year. And I'm not like some sort of super observant Christian. It's the, it's the holiday dude. It's the, the magic that your kids like excited everyone's in a good mood there's so much fun time everyone's 
happy. You've got good food. You've got cool new stuff. Like I, I usually put a, a moratorium on in like September of like, if we're buying like anything, if I'm buying DVDs, that shit's going in the fucking Christmas present bin. Cause you know, I put like, I, I, I go to the nines. I've got a nine foot tree. I've got two trains under that fucking thing. Um, like it's, it's insane, but I, I get a lot of fun out of it. I, and en- I enjoy just doing it. Like I've got, I've got, you know, costume i've got i got some i've got some some plans for this year um let me make sure children aren't listening i have a costume and i have a so and a um i plan to do a little bit of a stream of santa breaking in i'm going to do a live stream santa breaking into my house this year it's going to be really interesting i have okay. good authority i know how to trick the man into my house to break in so but I, yeah, <laughs> so we'll, we'll dust some cookies. I heard he might like some bourbon, so we'll we'll see. You if could some video. hire I'm gonna catch a black. Him. You could hire a black dad, have him break in, and then you can teach your kids that Santa's black. That's what CNN said. That, oh my god, that would be that would be the wokest possibility that I could do it, but only if we put him in a wheelchair, like in Target. Right? Holy crap! That would be so weird. I think. Man, I, I know there's a lot of bad going on in the world right now. I, I know. But there was this this highlight reel of this little girl who saw an old man. And he was looking like Santa. And this little girl was so happy just to see Santa. It's like, I know there's oh, good things in the world still. There's I know, but oh, it's just so hard to highlight all the good when there's just so much bad going on right now. Oh, see, And that's, I mean, we see so much of it. And that's like, I mean, every now and again, I get kind of like in a very... You know, I'll talk about topics like um, when I went to see um, Sound of Freedom. I had a lot to say about that. Uh, being mm-hmm. a dad, that movie, um, that movie, like I left the theater, I think, for the first time in my life, just pissed off. Mm. It was like I was like I was I was I was pissed at the the topic of it, you know, and uh, obviously, and I was kind of pissed at like the way people talked about the movie. I'm like, you haven't seen this movie at all, have you? Like. There's there's there was no red MAGA hats like flowing around here everywhere or anything like that, man. It was just a movie about like some fucking creepers uh, buying children. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. who's against this? Um, but I, more often than not, I usually I try to keep it light. I try to keep it kind of uplifting. I try, you know, I'm, I'm out here to put out a positive message about fatherhood and families and stuff. And that and that's like that's my my dad cast. And that's what I focus on. I have another channel. I'm going to start probably I, I I always put a lot of a lot of weight on the idea that I need to like, I need to develop my intro. I need to make an outro. I need to do all this editing. And every time I do that, I just, I never get to the the show, the channel, the video. Um, I'm going to try to cure that this week by uh, starting a comic book show, uh, talking about just comics. I don't even know what I'm going to mm-hmm. say in the first show yet, just because I've been thinking about it forever. And I might just talk about indie comics and other stuff a little bit. And I like, like what you were saying in the chat there, I, I'm probably not going to get exactly to that yet, but, but that's like, that's something I do want to do. And I think having the channel will be a good, a good Avenue for that. And I already kind of have it set up on rumble. I just haven't do any, done anything with it. I was going to call the show long boxing. I would like to make a little <laughs> logo of a, of a, of a long box, like with boxing gloves and shit. I thought like, that's the one thing I'm going to try to get done uh, this weekend. So I can put on a show. Uh, sometime during the week just because uh i'm excited to be off work and have time for some content i haven't been able to like even have time to edit a video but i do a bunch of other like you were saying i there's other things i like to do so i just like throwing streams up like if i don't have a particular like channel dedicated to a topic like i've done a couple videos on making coffee Mm -hmm. 
I did a video on how to make a grilled cheese because my buddy was trying to tell me that this this grilled <laughs> cheese that he did a video of was a grilled cheese, but it, like the cheese didn't even melt and he just like toasted everything. I'm like, oh, bro, you got to have a, the cheese has got to go like this. And so I did a video of that and I just threw it up up on uh, up on Rumble because that's that's primarily where I'm at. I've tried doing the sync to YouTube from Rumble. That doesn't seem to work. So now I've, I have a YouTube it takes channel. Forever. Started. It, it, it must. I don't think any of my stuff has shown up yet. So I just started uploading things, downloading from Rumble. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah, as I told people, if you don't like how long it takes, just every day, take a few moments out of your day, upload a few videos. A lot of people think it's going to yep. take time to just upload every video. Well, yeah, it's going to take some time. But if you do like five or six videos yep. a day, it's not going to feel overwhelming when you obviously have them all up, you know? Yeah, and that's that's what I'm trying to do is get get those up to YouTube. Um, nobody's paid. I don't think there's much pay, much attention paid to that. So I don't, I, everyone also kind of convinced me that I should at least um, dual stream on Rumble and YouTube because the dad cast doesn't really. I don't. I don't. I I know buried in some of my three hour streams, there's probably something spicy, uh, but it's it's usually well into it. So somebody'd have to be watching the whole thing, and I I don't think YouTube will pay that close of attention to me yet. So. I'm not worried about it. And at, at the end of the day, like Rumble, yeah, I'm pretty confident isn't going to nuke me versus eventually something I'll say on YouTube will probably would probably get me oh, nuked yeah. if I <laughs> ever had enough attention. So it's just like I'll always just be, you know, dumping StreamYard into there in or onto YouTube and Rumble. And I've been doing Odyssey as well. Uh, but I heard Odyssey is probably a better place to dump like uh like static mm -hmm. videos, like like you know, more evergreen content that people will see hmm. as opposed to live streaming. Cause nothing ever seems to happen much on Odyssey, but yeah, like people have been uh, talking about Odyssey, but when you go there, I don't really know what would make them that much different on Odyssey than compared to everywhere else too. Cause you know, yeah. I don't want to spread that much content around places. Cause like how big is the viewership on Odyssey, even, even compared to something like this too, you know, yeah. that's a, Another thing people are to factor in. I like alternatives, but having too many is just like, okay, what is this one really offering compared to what we're already doing right now over here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. And as long as I don't like, I don't mind dumping it to Odyssey because it's simply because I don't have to do anything. Like I said, it, what was nice about them, um, unlike with Rumble, is that it has a more permanent key. So when I set it up in like uh, when I I had to still I think I still had to do it custom in Streamyard, but once I set it, I don't have to touch it again. Mm -hmm. So I just I can just dump it without doing anything. And if it gets views, it gets views. If it doesn't, it doesn't. As long as I'm not like spending an extra hour setting up an Odyssey stream after a Rumble stream, it's like then uh, I won't worry about it. I think I can. I actually can do the same with the, the nice thing about X is you can X is actually integrated into Streamyard, and it just links your account and it'll dump a stream on there. Um, yeah, I don't know that I get a ton of views in there either, but it just seems to dump it there, and that one's easy too. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and YouTube was obviously very easy that I put that up, and that was nice to to see chats and stuff pop up, which is the one thing that I wish Rumble and Streamyard would have worked out. But now it looks like Rumble's going to have its own studio soon. So yeah, Rumble's going to try and have its own Streamyard, which obviously yeah. would, and that that's the thing that I know a lot of people are excited about, and I I definitely am potentially going to be using it but I, I need to see how good it is versus like you know the whole like grass yeah. is greener on the other, other side kind of thing i need to yep. see it actually work for people I need, I need to see what it actually offered before i just dump what i'm paying for on here which is already doing the show just yeah. the way i need to be doing my show versus like going to this other thing that i don't even know if it's going to be lasting very long or if you'll have that much interest yeah
No, I'll definitely, I'll probably be, I mean, I've already paid, I, I paid up front for the year. So I'm with StreamYard through uh, next uh, September, I think. I don't remember. But either way, I've got a lot of time left on the subscription to StreamYard. So, uh, you know, Rumble would just be another place that I would play with and look at. And then maybe by the time, if it, if it's like work, whatever initial bugs are out of it by the time I get to, you know, the the time to decide if I'm re-upping on StreamYard, then it'll be, you know, a conversation. But if it isn't so far, StreamYard is still, you know, I, the best one, I'm not sure. I've heard good things about uh, EV Mux or EvMux. I can't remember how they pronounce it. And there's another one, too, that I thought about trying. I just haven't had time to mess with them. The only two things I've really gotten good at are this and OBS. And OBS is, is I it's good and it's powerful, but, man, it is. You've really got to. There's a lot of fine-tuning to do there. Yeah, with OBS, people don't understand where if you don't know what your computer actually is it specs and everything your stream would just lag because the the thing that Streamyard has is really good for it is it can in its system and they know exactly how much your computer needs as an output source to make sure it can just stream just yep. you know smoothly that's why people do it like i i'm really not going to try and sit there and put the bit the cap rate and all that stuff <laughs> where i'm trying to stream that that's way too much yep. stuff honestly like i think obs needs to fix that it's like people aren't really like trying to do that before they stream i want to just hit the button have it because their yeah. streamer already sets everything up, though. I can just hit a button and I just go. You know, it's a lot more yeah, exactly. timing consuming than, yeah, it's free, but the free aspect is causing me to do three other things that I don't really want to be doing all the time, too. You know, yeah. like I don't want to just do three other things on top of doing what I'm already doing right now versus worrying about, oh my God, am I going to lag and all that stuff? I can't, cannot worry about that stuff. I'd rather just pay for a program that does it and I can just go for it. You know, because people look at it like, well, you're paying for something that's free. And it's like, well, no, I'm paying. The, the the idea of paying gets negated when you're just having the ability to simply just hit a button and go start your podcast live rather than trying to fix and tinker with all this information that is just not really useful for the moment right now when you're just trying to get the show going. And yep. I wanted to ask you about this because you had a really good idea that you said at the beginning part of the show in other live chats that you've been part of. The whole like, what's your favorite part about iThumb thing? I think it's a oh, very yeah. good thing. Like a lot of people look at it like a meme, but I think it's actually a very good thing. I I, I get I don't usually give credit to like detractors because those people are fucking retarded. But I think it's something that if you if people really can look at it from a, another point of view, if people are talking about their favorite parts of these like indie books, it just makes the word of mouth a whole lot stronger. Like what made yep. word of mouth a whole lot stronger on stories like Watchmen, Killing Joe, Kingdom Come, Civil War, Secret Invasions, because people kept talking about them because they were so good. They kept saying yeah. what's their favorite part. They kept saying X amount of favorite parts they have, you know? Now, oh, yeah. if you can apply that to like just the indie comics, we can start that conversation. We can start that kind of trend where people can say like, what's their favorite part? And, you know, as long as the person's not doing it disingenuously – well, we can have the conversation because word of mouth is what's going to carry a lot of these books. Not the, It feels like everyone is so focused around the drama surrounding this stuff rather than the actual yeah. stories themselves, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, and, you know, you go back to like like doing that. Like, this is like right here. Like, this is my first. What was your favorite moment? Like, boom, Batman, like fucking Bane breaking Batman's back. Like, like oh, man, what are you doing in Nightfall? Like, what's going on? Like, oh, dude, Bane just broke his freaking back like batman is done and you're like oh my god or um even even the other one when uh the, i don't i don't know where that one's buried at but like when doomsday killed like superman you're like Dude. 
those were like that's what I would like when I was young and into comics and like when you know that, that you that's what you talked about like that's where you're like dude you got to see this part this is like it wasn't even like it wasn't even framed in the what was your favorite part but it is that idea of like dude you got to oh man oh dude they killed superman and you like you go back and you're you're digging through back issues you're looking for you're looking to pick up everything that went on there and i think that like yeah like you said that that i think turning that on its head or even having like like you could do a panel show like talking about like what's your favorite part of new indie comic that's out and and, and yeah the detractors like picked up just because i think it was yellow flash's stream with dick masterson and mm -hmm. nina and like they were going back and forth and nina infinity you know hadn't really didn't really know what to say in response to disc dick asking what the favorite part was and it's like oh oh don't like like you know i find dick masterton remarkably annoying don't care for the guy don't care for his podcast his voice annoys me but he he went yeah right even though i don't like someone there yeah like even though if i don't like someone or care for them i i've never been someone where if i don't like or don't care for you if you bring up a good point you know you bring up a good point yeah. i can't it typically would yeah. look like leftists and democrats if they bring up a good point i mean i gotta be like hey you got a point there i can't yeah <laughs> I deal yeah, with that too, but it's kind of rare for a Democrat to bring up a good point, honestly. You know, it's just that's like moving I mean, heaven and earth. <laughs> the way I usually find my way around it is I'm like, yeah, Mitch McConnell does fucking suck. <laughs> it's like, if we're going to find a middle ground. It's like, yeah, well, Lindsey Graham, yeah, he would send right. us all to war for his, his pocketbook. Fuck then, that guy. What people have been talking about, the whole favorite part of ISOM, and I fully get Eric's point on it. There is people that are just asking that just to be fucking stupid. I get that. But there was some goodness into that specific me that we need to yeah. apply. And I think it, it there's a lot and there's way a, lot, a whole lot more to it. I think when you know when EVS and Air July had the little little spat publicly. Yeah. That's one thing EVS brought up in a stream that I did agree with, which is people need to honestly talk about the books. It feels like I'm not saying yes. this to people. I I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just I'm not attacking the fans. I'm just saying it feels like people are just buying the books and supporting the creators, which is honestly a great thing. You need those people that are just going to support the creators just because they like it. That's awesome. But it feels yeah. like people are just buying it to do that and then they don't read the actual book. Ever. No, and dude, that, 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 like, why so you got the support, it, you like, got the book. Yeah, it's like, exactly. okay, now, this, next, the next part, you need, we need to do the next part. I, exactly. That transitional oh, period. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even like give, I don't, I don't necessarily give Dick the credit that that was a great, smart question. He, mm. it's like he, he knew he could tell like something's, he, mm. he picked up on that. Maybe Nina hadn't read it yet, or maybe Nina hadn't read all of it yet. Mm. And he knew he, he's a, he's a troll. Troll, you know, as, as somebody who's well versed in trolling on many of my other alt accounts, you can sense when somebody's kind of like talking past the point or missing the point, and you can kind of zero in on that that thing you're gonna mm -hmm. that you're gonna punch them with, and you're gonna knock them back, and then the, the discussion's over. And he he targeted in that really well, but like, it, and but that was it. Like, I, I I have yet to find another person, if asked or even discussing it, like that didn't have a part that they liked, like. Like I find plenty of people. There are far more people who had something they liked about the book. I had my like like everyone else. I have my criticisms of the book, but like like I so I told EVS uh, I super chatted this on his podcast. I was like, dude, I was you know I picked up a I picked up warts and all, and you know he was he, he calls it warts and all because you know it was even he has said that it isn't all all his best work. It, it's you know it's his first starting out, and I'm like, you know what, warts and all reminds me a lot of Isom number one, bro. Like, you know, I this is Eric. Yeah, this is his first right work. Yeah. I, uh, 
I was I was digging through my mail to find this. It came in this, right? This kind of packaging. I bought yep. came in like this. Yeah. So yep. I found my uh Ripaverse all cats comic stuff. I'm gonna get Cyberfrog book, despite EBS's interesting yep. way he does things, you know, because I, I wanna get into that stuff and read it more and review it for people because yeah. you know this stuff needs to be talked about because I think there's because there's many more things to it than just like what's your favorite part. I feel like the people that say they want something different, you know what's really weird about those people, dude? Whenever you kind of present them with something different, they don't feel like they want it. So they kind of want to be yeah. stuck in this masochistic loop of getting punished by the mainstream. Then when presented with an alternative, they don't take it. But then people forget, there's much more to it than just that. The reason why they don't probably take it is because they don't – people don't say this. I'll say it because I know people are a little, you know, a little shy with their opinions. They just don't have any confidence in you. That's it. Yeah. They've had confidence well, in Marvel and DC and all these other big corporations and companies for so long. A new guy coming in trying to get their money, there's no kind of back catalog to you. This is your first time doing something. Yep. I think that's the reason why they don't support it because they just have no confidence in you because they don't really know who you are. They don't yeah. know if you're going to put out a good product. These companies, the reason why they get mad at these companies for putting out bad products is because they haven't putting out bad products in concession with good products they released in the past. So yep. there's much more psychological effects to this than a lot of people have been pointing out. It's not just this like surface level argument who keeps throwing out. It's, it's way more to yeah. it than that. Well, and it's, it's also like there, there is a lot of content out there and it's especially in, on like you're on Kickstarter, you're on Indiegogo, so you're on platforms that very blatantly tell you like, Hey, this may not, this may not go like this. The, you, you could lose all your money on this. Like if you, especially if you're, you're really hitting it up and like what, what, what what Eric has on the other side of that is he does have like okay this is printed this is coming like you know that he's gonna send it and I mean I've EVS has has finished books and sent them out he's taken his time with it that is that is uh, his unique thing and and I get it good art and and good story I you, you can't necessarily rush it I'm not you know it isn't that the you know just because Eric July has his stuff ready doesn't mean that it is isn't as good of a product the art isn't as good all that shit that he's putting out he's been that's that's already been working on it um and he's built a business out of it EVS is still it's a business but it's like he's a sole proprietor versus um an LLC is kind of what Ripperverse is becoming it's a different it's a it, Eric July is trying to build from the ground up a Marvel a, a Marvel or DC, even if small scale, maybe more of an image or an IDW at the stage he's at where he's trying to, he wants to grow into that. And EVS is, he's got all caps and all the guys that hang out on Kangs are making tons of books. I've backed John Malin's Godlike. That looks really cool. Um, Rainbow the Brute was one I backed recently. And then there's other guys like, um, who's another one I got? The one with Matt Wagner and uh, Kelly Jones. That Dracula book looks fucking sick, dude. I am. Yeah, I'm down for like this because um, it looks like they're going with like Vlad the Impaler mm -hmm. becomes Dracula, like a little bit of an origin story, like, you know, telling a bit of an origin of uh, him from more of a historical context of Vlad and how he becomes a Dracul and all this. And it looks good. Like the art looks good. The concept is interesting. And I have those are two big creators. I have nothing but faith in. I mean, those are mm -hmm. real guys that are. Mm -hmm going to produce a book so I, mm -hmm. I you know like you were saying having faith in it and it's 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 hard when you're a a smaller creator out there to get stuff out and i've seen other guys like uh right. dre 
who was doing Trouble got it out there in a, in a digital format first. And I picked up all of his digital. Trouble is a really interesting book, a really interesting take on a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I uh, backed his Indiegogo. So, like, let's also you know, the let's other, other thing. One. The other thing that people don't bring up is that when you do a campaign and the book comes out like late in terms of maybe not, not just like a year late, like they're just late on the production and comes out two months later. Yeah. By the time people even get the book, are they even interested anymore? Because yeah. the reason why that people can talk about Marvel and DC the way they can do it is because books come out every technically, yes, who are gonna say books come out every week Wednesday, but for the most part, there's things are mostly with a monthly title attached to it, right? But yep. the turnaround for that is so fast because they have all these many yep. production deals with like China to produce all these many books so they can get them in faster. Mm-hmm. There's a much more different, powerful manufacturing landscape to that yep. process to get the books faster with this it's not you're literally doing everything yourself with a potential team or few people on your team and i i get it from that point of view it's, it's really hard but the thing that i i hope people would kind of move into dude how about just save up money that you can hopefully you can save up money it's really hard now with how our shit president is print the book yourself print the book that way you can have people interested now they, and they can't be like well i don't know if you're, i'm gonna get the book the book's done now you're just funding the campaign to cover the book price, actually. Yeah. I think people might feel more inclined to support books that way if they know it's already made. And and, and obviously open the box, show the books like, hey, it, it's made. It's it's right here. And I think that would be a model that I would yeah. ever use if I ever get that. It's like, you know, fuck all these shirts, fuck all these stickers and all that other bullshit. No, you're just going to get the book. Here's the book. I made it. It's right here. You're not waiting for it. I just need to cover the money for the shipping yep. costs and paying the artists and the writers and all that stuff. That's it. Because I think yeah. campaigns have to evolve. Everything is just feels so basic and standard. And then it's just like, well, what separates this one from another one? Oh, cool cover art. That's that's cool. That yeah. how does that separate this one from the 10 others that I've seen? There needs to be like an evolution to this. Am I going crazy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I and, and this is you know, I think that you know, this is kind of a, and the argument right now that Eric July is kind of pushed to the forefront is like people are gonna start seeing indie comics where you know. Let's see. Alpha Core. I picked, uh, you know, I picked that up. When did that hit? Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of this month. It was just the beginning of this month. I dropped, you know, I got my order. Too. It. Yeah. Yeah. I got my Which order. Did, did you choose? Oh, dude, I went with Joe Bennett's man, dude. I love Joe Bennett's Hulk. Big fan of Joe Bennett's art. I was like, dude, cover mm-hmm. cover a I know it's the yeah, I got cover the, a the yeah, main one, but it's like it looks good. And uh, mm-hmm. and I love Chuck Dixon, like uh, another indie. Like I've been I've had a pretty good year with indie stuff actually. I picked up this one that you might even still be able to find, but he did this book called Hunter Ninja Bear. I bought that. Seems you did buy that, dude. I it was good. Yeah. It was good. Like the art was good. The, the story it was, was, was bears, ninjas. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Like hunters, ninjas, bears, done. <laughs> like ninjas. I mean, ninjas and bears, all like demon bears alone was enough. Mm-hmm. But like nobody's talking about this either. This was a good book. I hope he I hope he puts out a, the second part that he kind of alluded to. And it was a uh, Phenom Comics, but they had some other stuff that they put up on Indiegogo. But like there's a lot of good parts in here. Where was that one scene? The one with the fucking bear on fire. That was like that was the where they where was it? Like, like this intro page here, dude. Like this bear's just like bah! like oh it was good dude who do you have yeah it was dixon and uh mel ruby like good art i'm not familiar with mel's work before this book but i would like based on his art in this i would pick it up again but yeah like these are the this is what you know i obviously want to talk about uh i mean probably not going to cover a lot of uh 
new comics because I don't really pick. There's nothing other than I think Big Five. I'm gonna probably pick up uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Miller. Miller world. Yeah. yeah, Mark Miller's crossover world that he did. Because I have a ton of his stuff. I've read him for years. I just read actually not too long ago American Jesus. That wasn't. It was an interesting story. Like people mm-hmm. tell me that they thought it was woke, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. But it was an it was an interesting it was an interesting take on something that I think he was trying to get sold to Netflix because Netflix is all over the back of this thing. But I never saw it show up. But that was good. Um, what was another one? I picked up? Yeah, Jay's Jay's Achromatic Blue. My kids mm-hmm. like this book. Like he oh, went, like drunk three peels book. Yeah, yeah, drunk dude, drunk. Th- no, he, you know, he drunk three peel has a little bit of a child's mind. I can see he's an awesome guy. He can he can do the the kids stuff a little bit. But this was good. My kids like this. They were they were talking about kind of it the other day about like um uh, you know there's what that what if there was no color in the world and how would you get color and my my second son was <laughs> like oh what I would find a blue ball and this and that and like. They, you know, they, they, they still, we haven't read it in months now, but they still remember it. And I'm like, okay, that was, that was cool. And like, if you throw something out there, indie and it's, you know, a co- in like graphic novel format, comic format, and it's something I can share with my kids, dude, you're going to get my money. Like you're always going to get my money. That, with that, that idea you had where, you know, we could probably, I don't know, in the, fu- in the future, we can get a little, a little bit more free time. You know, I, I would oh, love yeah. to coordinate a thing where, where we can just, have like a book club where we review like indie comic books or popular back in the day, popular back in the day, mainstream titles, like maybe like world war, world breaker Hulk, like planet Hulk, stuff like that, you know? Cause I feel like no one brings the fun out of this anywhere. Everyone always constantly talks about the negative stuff. And I I get it. Yeah. It is really negative out there because the comedy industry literally is on fire people. Oh, but it, we gotta, no, it, there's got to be some change to bring in the positive. There has to be, you know? Well, yeah. And, and, there is it is there is tons of bad and there's tons of trash out there and there's mm-hmm. and there's but and that's the thing like even like with that cast i'm like everybody's got something like everybody's doing politics and negative stuff and i'm like i wanted to get into podcasting i'm like i've got all this camera equipment laying around my house mm-hmm. i've got a mic i've got i i have a stream deck for no other reason other than to uh make sounds for my kids and uh control my computer kind of remotely mm-hmm. Like I have all of this crap laying around. Why don't I get into podcasting? But everyone's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, I don't. Everyone does politics, and I have very strong political opinions and things like that that I'll that will leach into my stuff. But like, I want to like talk about dad stuff because I didn't see a ton of that. And uh, mm-hmm. I was getting, I did it for a little while. Like I started it, and I kind of like just kind of stopped or took a break and was like, eh, I don't even know if it, you know, like um, I saw Culture Casino on uh, on the dad cast that uh, mm-hmm. that. Uh, x-ray girl uh does um kind of not really stealing the name from me because she didn't know i existed and there's like a bunch of other shows called dad cast on youtube but uh I, I they were talking about it on um on an episode of uh wasn't friday night tights i think it was real bbc mm-hmm. and him and chris gore were going or no it wasn't real bbc it was nooner and him and chris gore were going back and forth about dad stuff and then uh mm-hmm. chris gore said oh we should do a show like dad cast and i'm like I already do dad cast. I was at, I was at, I was at work just listening. Uh, mm-hmm. The show had ended already. So I'm like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could have super chat. Like, dude, I'm already doing it. I'm on rumble. Come watch <laughs> the next nooner. I sent him a message and I, um, he didn't get to it. Then he got it on a square up, but it was funny because another time uh, x-ray girl had brought up at the end of FNT that she was doing another episode of dad casting. And Gary was like, you're stealing that. That was me. He was mm-hmm. talking about because I mentioned it to him. Um, but I, I messaged her and I was like, Hey, this is like cool or whatever. And she's mentioned me a couple times, 
Uh, I show up in the chat usually when she does a dad cast if I can catch it. Uh, they seem to be at different hours. But Culture Casino was on one night doing it, and he was talking about streaming, and he was like, you just can't look at who's watching. You can't look mm -hmm. at the views. You can't don't look at it. Like if you're starting out, don't even pay attention to that stuff. Turn the camera on, get past your intro and go and just mm -hmm. do it. So that's what I've been doing, um, especially since kind of like when Nerd Roddick had brought it up. And then he um, I posted about um, doing dad cast after that, after that last Friday Night Tights. And he like reshared me and I was like, it was so cool. And I was excited mm -hmm. and I've been pretty jazzed. I'm like I'm, I sold myself back into the idea that like I don't need to. I, I want to do it because I want to do it. I'm not doing it for money or views because I'm on Rumble and I may get some views, but there's not YouTube money really in Rumble right now. So I'm just here gonna gonna do it and be in Rumble. And yeah, I've branched out into YouTube to expand. But um, now I want to do comics because you know that's the other thing I see that they're like dad cast is positive family stuff. And mm -hmm. but you're right, comics there's not enough positivity out there. Like there's good stuff. Like there's even good stuff this year. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen this book, but if you have not, I can highly, my favorite artist of all time, his name was Joe Mad, Joe Madrea. Mm -hmm. like, you, can, you can tell by, by the women he, uh, he draws like bro. Like he was an X-Men artist back in the day. Uh, like he had this very, um, let me see if I can find a good representation of some of his art. He has this very kind of Americanized, like American anime kind of style to him that is just unique and he worked with a colorist back in the day or a colorist group called mm -hmm. um liquid best best colors of of anyone anywhere at all like they had these these insane gorgeous vibrant colors so i'm trying to find at least one here we go there that's kind of what i was looking for like like and i this is why i want to get the second camera so like i can like oh point it down great. but like dude dude yeah it, it, Dude, he, I, I don't know if it just took him so much time to draw this, but his art, like, look up Joe Madrea, Joseph mm -hmm. Madrea, Joe Mad, he went by. Like, he, dude was fantastic. Uh, but he had put this, they put out a collected edition. Of, like, here we go. This is one of my favorites right here. Like, this, you can't draw women like this no more. <laughs> just, Big is, tits? Is, oh, no, that's awful. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. And, and, and the tiny, like, the whole thing, like, no, you can't do that. But, uh. He actually um, he stopped doing comics because he got he started doing video game design and working for um, THQ and he actually put out a a, a game called uh, Battle Chasers uh, Night Stalker I think eventually like he did a Kickstarter or something for it and it got funded he put it out through THQ but part of that was that he would actually finish because it had been twenty years like he just stopped the Battle Chasers story and didn't finish it issue nine came out boom disappeared they they had like advertised issue 10 and diamond and it, it never sent because he never finished it so then he after 20 years now though he uh he finally printed the last three pieces to the story this year so i'm like all right i gotta get this i loved that book back back in the day it was like this like like mystical sci-fi i uh, I'm not even like you'd have to really read it to kind of get a vibe for it. It had like a sword and sorcery thing going on, but there was kind of the sci-fi elements to it. Um, wizardry. It was, it was interesting, an interesting mix of things that you don't see a lot of these days anymore, but he put that out this year. That was really good. Um, what was another really good one I had picked up not long ago? Like the last Ronin. I mean, they're, they're mainstream. The, the Ninja Turtles. Just that book. Just that one alone, right? Right there. That is a perfect example 
that book people can't stop talking about that book it just you just can't hear the end of it it's so good apparently that the word of mouth on it is absolutely insane well yeah dude it got back the original creators together of the ninja turtles and these guys had been like at war well not at war but they didn't get along at all yeah true So they came, they came back, they came back and did that. And it was good. Like I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. I was like, it had an intro by Robert Rodriguez. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. like make, make us this movie, bro. <laughs> Give us a rated R last Ronin. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was interesting. I mean, it was, it was Ninja Turtles. And if you grew up with Ninja Turtles, you're a fan of Ninja Turtles. Like, like this book is going to resonate with those of us who grew up on that. They've you know, even been reissuing like, the issues from IDW mm-hmm. because you know IDW ain't, ain't selling shit beside like Teenage Mutant oh, yeah. Turtles and Sonic books, right? Because they that's, just want to go out of business it. at this point. Oh, dude, you know, my son is dude, my son is all about the Sonic comics, so that's what he's into right now. He loves him some Sonics, but like, yeah, this was they even they even I think it was uh, I I can't remember if it was Eastman or Layard. They put out kind of a uh, another like not really a follow up, I guess kind of a prequel, like showing mm-hmm. you what ha- like kind of I think it covers um what had the lost years and it may cover what happened to the all the mm-hmm. other turtles won't give any spoilers away as to who the last ronin was but you know in case i mean it's been out for a while but in case somebody hasn't seen it maybe they didn't know mm-hmm. it was out there because you know it's on idw it's not marvel and dc not every not everybody knows about it but it was it was good it was fun it was classic turtles mm-hmm. um and i was like you know i don't i don't I don't pick up a lot of mainstream stuff, but there is some like this was a point that I think uh, Matt Wagner was making when he was uh, having a conversation with somebody on a stream. Like there is stuff out there, but you've just got to you've got to yeah. hunt for it like you didn't have to before. And, it, you know, you're, you're going to catch it on the wind that, oh, my, oh, dude, that creator is doing doing something for, you know, this company. Like, oh, I might I might want to see that. Like uh, Kelly mm-hmm. Jones was doing some Batman covers uh, that I haven't picked up yet. I need to go check those out. But um, doing some Batman covers for DC. And I'm like. I don't care about the story that's inside it, but I'll pick up a nice piece of cover art. I love me some cover art. Yeah, cover art sometimes is what freaking gets me to even just buy something in general. Oh, yeah, dude, that's a... art. Sign me up. Yeah, that that was like a mid two thousands Marvel's like whole uh, like you know what we can't afford to have J. Scott Campbell draw the whole interior of the book, but we'll have him put yeah. this this iconic cover with Mary Jane looking amazing on the front, and we'll sell you know, a million copies or something or, or you know, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of copies because J. Scott Campbell's on the cover. But the inside uh, artwork of the book is, I'm not, you know, I, that one in particular, I, I'm trying to remember who the artist was, the mm-hmm. cover that people probably have known and seen. It was pretty, it was like in the Dan Slot era, I think. The art wasn't terrible, but occasionally it was. But there are those instances where they would pay for this gorgeous cover and then the interiors were, you know, Cal Arts garbage. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Man, and just any other plans you have for your uh, channel as far as like comic books? Any other ideas you're you're trying to do outside of being really really busy? Um, mostly uh, talking about just I think stuff I like. I do want to do kind of a static video that will probably make it mm-hmm. onto. Um, I'll probably put it out on long boxing because I've been wanting to talk about the death of physical media forever and why I feel it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, I see it as the modern equivalent to the burning of Alexandria. If we lose physical media, we're going to lose so much culture, so much like things that, that when, when the library of Alexandria burned, we lost so much knowledge of, of past civilizations, mm-hmm. potentially past, you know, races of people that, that just disappeared from the earth long mm-hmm. before our time. 
um, humanoids, uh, who knows, aliens visiting the earth, who knows what sort mm -hmm. of crap burned in Alexandria. Well, this is the same thing that will happen when we lose physical media. There mm -hmm. will be things that like, unless there, this is, you know, I, I hate to not to sound like I'm against capitalism because I love it, but there are certain things that don't make money and they won't get watched and people won't buy mm -hmm. them like th like this movie right here. Not enough people went to see the remake of Dread. This is fucking good. This is a damn good movie. If you like uh, if you like action and you like uh, that, like like building crawl mm -hmm. where, you know, heroes going through just kicking ass. Like if you've ever seen the raid which is probably the most classic right. like kung fu when you could think of it like that is like, that movie this th this movie doesn't make it out on onto onto you know mm -hmm. streaming services or anything i mean i guess it does but like you don't even you wouldn't even see it very much cuz it didn't do anything same with like uh, punisher warzone didn't do very well in the theaters mm -hmm. i like it you know if you like if you like kind of cheese action mm -hmm. uh flicks like a lot of those just disappear like there's gold occasionally to be found in the five dollar Walmart yeah, DVD bin, and, but yeah, you're right. I, I I usually go to Walmart sometimes, and I'll try to look. I'm I'm, I'm just a weirdo like this. I love those bad shark movies, so I try to find some like underrated <laughs> ones. I, yes, I'll try dude. and find like these underrated like thrillers or crime mystery movies that no one's gonna mm -hmm. look at. I'll, I'll go in the back section, like oh, this is kind of cool, just from the cover art. It, the premise is like maybe a guy and his wife are finding something and then something like this happens. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like we need more yeah. people that do that. I've been trying to find people that do that. It feels like I'm the only one doing it sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. No. And like you, you'll find, uh, you'll, you'll find weird stuff uh, that you either don't remember or you didn't get to see. You'll find um, like, I found a 30th anniversary edition of Roger who framed Roger rabbit um, on Blu-ray in the $5 bin. And it was $5. You'll even sometimes find even popular stuff. That's like just buried in there. But like, and that's a, that's another one that would like almost completely disappear. Like, who even owns the rights to that movie anymore? Does Disney? Does Warner Brothers? I don't. I don't know who who publishes it. But, um, but that's that's with in that instance, you're gonna lose a lot of things with music. You'll lose cover art like almost entirely. Like you won't you won't get fun, you know, cover art like pics from the movie or even just the artwork. Like I love that they at least went with like an artist here and did this steel book. With some cool, you know, graphic art, like it's, you know, where was another good one? Oh like, yeah, the, I, like I, oh. I don't own that. I own certain Spider-Man comic books, but it's like, uh, but I don't own like the good ones. So I, I can try to go on eBay and find some of the good ones. So I want to get Birth of Venom that has been on my list. So basically, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have a notepad on my computer and I write down the characters that I want to collect stories from, whether I'm playing like new titles or stuff back in the day or stuff that I need to have a, as a complete run. Power Rangers is the hardest one to do. If you try getting the Power Ranger comic books, it insane. is dude. Not insane. even the, not even the comic books, dude. Trying to find the DVDs of the shows, they don't exist. Yeah. And I yeah. was looking for Mighty Morphin last night. Mm -hmm. Like uh, this oh. Venom, Birth of Venom. Depending on which one you want to get, like oh my goodness, dude! Holy crap! <laughs> getting physical yeah. media, new you're right. It's it's hard now, you know. Yeah, it's getting harder, and I, I mean, just because they're not doing books right now doesn't mean that they don't try to come for it again. I, I know that the first mm -hmm. attempt kind of failed, but this doesn't seem like something they want to give up on, because how else do you rewrite history if the media mm -hmm. still exists somewhere for people to find it? I mean, they're mm -hmm. going out and re they, they've edited movies that people own on digital. They've revoked them. I thought, uh, 
I saw something that somebody had gotten from Warner Brothers. Like we've pu- we've pulled this copy of your movie because mm-hmm. this, that, or the other thing. And I'm like, dude, that's but like, you don't own if you don't if you don't have it in your hands, you don't own it. Here's another good example of some some freaking box art from Sony. Like, mm-hmm. dude, the Spider Man the Spider Man freaking Blu Ray box art. Oh yeah, so good. But yeah, do you know it, why they're, they're trying to get rid of physical media? Because like, you, well, you know, know this as well as I do. Like that the the material, the machines, and all all the lighting and the printers, all that stuff that makes a DVD. Those companies don't really exist as much as they used to. There's like very few companies that. Yep. Oh, okay. So, guys, I'm not talking about. I'm gonna ask. I promise. I know this stuff. So basically, what makes a DVD and what gets you DVD box are and all that stuff. Those specific companies don't really exist anymore they've all been basically bought out for other reasons throughout mega corporations yeah. to the point where people don't really make those laser eye printers to get this stuff onto the actual dvd itself anymore so that's the reason why yeah. like sometimes video game consoles sell as much as they do it's not because even that the games are good because they have blu-ray players attached to them right yep so instead of making a bunch of blu-ray players people will the companies will just attach blu-ray players to the actual consoles themselves that's why most people now will buy the consoles because they have a Blu-ray player attached to them. And you are going to say, when you're making a DVD cover art box, you're paying the artist, you're paying all the people to make the actual physical yep. disc itself, the other disc with the director commentary, the behind-the-scenes stuff. There's so much that goes into it where you can feel like from their point of view, if they cut all that out you know, now, then that's a lot of job. That's so much money they can save. They're, they're looking at it from a money-saving standpoint. Yep. And uh, when you when you look at and they're still charging you full fucking price too, right? Yeah. So they're they're trying to charge you like full fucking price for a digital DVD at the same price they would they would try to charge for a cover art DVD. Like, no, fuck that. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. No, I wouldn't even buy stuff on Steam anymore unless it's on their one of the Steam. Like when something's on discount, I'll pick it up, but I will not pay full price for digital anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, oh no, my God. I do that. like, I'm not giving you guys more money. You're already, you're already cutting out like, like a, a third of what made it interesting. Like they're even back in the day, like I was watching, um, side scrollers this morning. They were talking about the mm-hmm. super NES and some of the, like the badass old game. Like I, mm-hmm. Nintendo, the super NES had some all right ones, but I think like from a box art standpoint, Sega Genesis had the best fucking box art of that, of the 16 bit era. Because Genesis had the always had like a full thing, and the Nintendo one was always a little frame in on the Nintendo like black box thing they had going on. Some of them weren't, but most of them were. But like Sega had the the whole the whole case for your game was mm-hmm. this hard plastic. It wasn't like a piece of cardboard. It was in the Sega clamshell, and it had the whole face of it was a piece of art. I'm like, that's there's like great old uh, video game cover art even. I remember NES had uh, had the old boxes, which is disappointing. Most of those didn't hold up over time, but they were cool. Some of them were great, dude. You don't get like that you, anymore these days. They give up on a lot. A lot of that is usually just a picture of the game. That's or something. Some doing, of them do. There's some games too. Do you know for the Batman Arkham series? Because this old, older lady, she asked me this stuff, and I was like, well, that, that's why they're doing a bunch of remasters now. You know, because now they're even taking away backwards compatibility with all the new consoles. Every new console oh, doesn't have backwards compatibility. They're doing all these yep. remasters now, so you won't have to buy the physical a disc. It's oh my god, I I feel you, man. It is tough out there. Actually. Oh yeah, that's why I got the. Uh, I mean, two reasons I got the like the Xbox. Uh, I only reason I got the Series X is because it still had a 4K player in it. Like the reason I ended up in Xbox at all was because I wanted a Blu-ray player, and the Xbox One had a Blu-ray player. 
And then they had a 4K Blu-ray player in the 1S. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. I got a 4K TV now. I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade to the 1S. I don't remember why I ended up buying the Xbox One X. Because um, I'm a silly person. More than likely. I probably had more money than common sense at the time. But now I have the Series X. And it's a 4K in it. And I like, but I can play all of my Xbox stuff. I can go all the way back. So that... Not if they don't continue down that line, I probably won't buy another console. Like I've got, I've got Xbox uh, freaking three sixty games I haven't played yet, all the way through. <laughs> the catalog gets long, man. But yeah, Even I like gaming gets hard the... too, man. With all this like new oh, DLC content, well, younger DLCs. Yeah. No, they just this is this is how you know they're trying to money grab. They literally just gave you the game, and if you unlock the DLC, it's because you played it that much to unlock new things that would yep. make gaming fun. You played it long oh, yeah. enough to unlock new stuff. All your Marvel versus Capcom games, you had to play through that and and hit these goals, and boom, new character. You got a new character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Mario Kart did that. I think Mario Smash Kart Brothers. Does that, Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah, Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, Smash just Bros. That was big in Smash. So Bros. much well. stuff, man. Where did they just take? I'm not saying DLCs don't make things fun, and I get it. It's it's the way for people to keep constantly remembering the game because you know sometimes when you buy a game and you play it for long, who just kind of forget about it over time naturally. But no, people. There's like whole classic games that have fan bases forever based on how good yeah. they are. DLCs don't really add to that. I think it's just like. They're just no, trying to it's... innovate the industry when in reality it just makes things just fucking stupid, in my opinion, you know? Well, and the other the other problem I have with the DLC is, is like you have to download it. But and like like happened with um with the Wii or the mm-hmm. and moreover, even like the Wii U now. I think they're shutting the store off there. So like if you uh you know had to, I don't know, data reset your Wii U or something, you lose all that content when they shut those stores off. The DLC, like I played Breath of the Wild on uh, wii u actually i didn't even i didn't even have a switch at the time and uh, i have the dlcs for it. the dlcs were fun it cool it did add good extra gameplay but it's like if you're going to do that could you at least maybe release a you know the goatee edition of it with the dlc on the damn disc for me so that way i can have it like because that's the other thing that'll disappear is you know D- dlcs don't don't barely exist they vanish you know if you don't pick it up it just it was never there so Oh, and I wanted to ask you this because I know you're gonna have a strong opinion about about this as well. So since you're an avid consumer of indie comics as well, someone like I also myself, what do you think can improve from the creator side of it? Because it's really hard, you know, from that side to improve on certain things. But what do you think is really lacking from the scene in general? It, it, it's it's hard to say because there's a mix of of different things going on. Um, I think. Like I, I, I would, I would want to say, I know that a lot of people like, you know, you'll mention like, Hey, you know, this is how much, um, a single book is or something. And usually the single book price is like, what'll get people like even, even the, the first ISM and everything, you know, you're looking at 20, $30, but like, and that used to be a better argument when comic books weren't five fucking dollars a pop. So like you're getting, what was the original here? Was this about like 86 pages or something? I don't remember what the first mm-hmm. one was. Like, I don't remember the page count, but I'm like, I, you know, that, uh, I don't think it's something that they need to fix. I think a better job could be done by a lot of people of change of trying to explain exactly what it is. Like this isn't just a comic book that costs 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. One, you, you got to ship it no matter what and getting it, it, getting into stores, I think would be a big thing. But on the point of like cost, like I think doing a good job of explaining like why it costs so much, like you're not getting, this is a, a you know, as a razor fist brings up quite often, this is like a Bondi mm-hmm. Sine. This isn't a, this isn't an individual comic. This is a, a magazine this is a single graphic novel it's it's a 
a this isn't a whole story this is kind of a beginning of a story but you know it, it is a whole chunk of things you're getting you know 80 pages 96 pages 100 pages um mm -hmm. so your page count really isn't that different um but i think i think doing a good job of making sure you explain that up front in a lot of you and you know when you're doing your your intro to the thing like hey this is going to be this this many pages big farm mm -hmm. like, like so you know maybe even do a comparison like you're paying five bucks a pop for mediocre art and bad storytelling over at marvel you're going to be paying roughly the same amount for a page count from us with less ads uh yeah you know just you know the, the, the here's a comparison like up front i'm going to tell you like you know marvel and dc page count number of pages you get per cost boom here's mine boom Mm -hmm. Make a simple explanation of it, or at least like when you're doing a stream, when you're launching and you're talking about it and you're trying to appeal to your more normie comic consumer, you're like, let them know, like, hey, this isn't, it looks expensive, but it's not. You already spent this much on comics on your poll list this week, and mm -hmm. you don't want half of it anyways. Um, another thing that I think would be good is either direct market or finding a way to get them into stores, getting them onto shelves, getting them in front of people. Because right now they may, they're kind of behind a paywall. It's like that uh, that argument about changing the culture from behind a paywall is an argument people make about like a Daily Wire and other of these like, you know, they're, yeah. they're doing conservative, you know, kids cartoons. Now, I'll give them credit. They at least finally did that. But like how much of the culture are you changing by, by keeping your content behind a paywall? It's a lot harder to do that. The right. same can be said with indie comics. You're you're not necessarily behind a paywall so much because you're going to pay for it one way or another, but you're behind kind of an Internet wall. You're behind a yeah. shipping wall. You're behind a you're behind. I guess a better term would be a readily available wall mm -hmm. like people i think can, another I thing get, get that is shelf today do you think creators could like do the whole like go to like go outside go to like libraries go to maybe like outside like walmart oh, and stuff absolutely. like that set, set up a table with like your book and potentially sell it because you as before you got to get the word out there obviously not every place is safe enough to do that you could do it outside yeah. your house do, go outside your house put a table out your outside your house and sell books to like whoever yeah. walks out just something needs to be a somewhat innovation to this you know oh yeah i was uh listening to john malin he was on his uh i you know i i jump on there every now and again uh you know somewhat of a uh, malin militia fan but uh i was listening to one of his streams he was talking about a, a comic con that was going on in detroit he he left his house as often a joke he never leaves his house but he went to this con and he was like, dude, we could get a table here for for uh, all caps or for Comics Gate and like mm -hmm. have indie creators not like buy a table on Artist Alley or something, but buy a table in the con and be there in the middle of it and sell our wares, bring our books, put it out. I'm like, dude, yes, take it to the people. If you've got stuff printed, if you've got stock supply, whatever, you know, if you're if you're dude, Eric July should do this in Dallas, man. I know there's a couple big cons in Dallas. Like if he's got stuff at the warehouse, he should take that stuff over to a con, get a table, rip a verse boom, all over the place and go and 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 sell some books, dude. You'd get he would get a crowd. Uh, he, you know, you could do autographs and everything else, but you would put it out in the hands of people. And you're not just it's not just on the Internet where you're where you're waiting for it longer than an Amazon sale. Like Amazon does. Amazon sells some comic books but that's because they sell graphic novels and i could i could go on amazon right now probably and find something i would like to read and it'll be on my doorstep tomorrow by the time i get home from work you know mm -hmm. like that's that's still more readily available and that's the thing that it, that's hard though especially from an indie standpoint it costs money it takes time it's it's you know it's the same problem that you and i kind of have in in putting out a stream you know we've got to have the time 
the money to do something, but the time yeah, to the do it. Equipment like, itself to do a really good stream. Yep, exactly. Yeah. If I, or making it, you know, making a making making a video like I'd want to do. Have a second camera, be down on the mm -hmm. book, looking at the, each page. You've got to have the the time and the money to do that. So even just for like indie streamers like us, it's mm -hmm. it's hard. So I I understand. It. I get why it, it isn't. But like as they've built up and like they've you know the, you know the the EVSs, the Eric Julys, uh, the Comics Gate guys, the Ripperverse guys, anybody mm -hmm. in between, uh, right. you know, should show up at a con with their stuff and put it out and mm -hmm. get it in front of people. And I think I think. Even if you're just popping up at a con here and a con there, like like you're still you're putting it out in front of people and doing something. But I, th I think another Try thing build up an really audience with your uh, local community. That's where it all starts too, because then that community yeah. branches out to people and they talk to other people and it gets the word out. That's like when people get get their books out there, it, it puts another sort of fire under me. But before I die, went out long time <laughs> down past this road, I do want to make sure I have a book out there based around like my own idea of what i want my story to be you know i do want to get back into writing i did write at some point i did people know my close people know i did it's just i put it down because i was fucking garbage at it but now i, I eventually want to get back into writing and put out my own story I, I would probably do it like a whole print on demand amazon thing i would well, what i would do is I, I would have money saved to buy a whole bunch of the books myself to do what i, I said go out there and sell the book get out there yep. and just obviously like advertise to people then when i raised enough funds Potentially from that, I would try and do not a campaign for Indiegogo, may, maybe a campaign to just get the book funded so I can print it on a graphic novel form. I'm paying the, it would just be the fault, obviously, to pay the artists and the writers and stuff like that. That would be it. Yeah. And get the book done because I want to have it where it's in written form to start out super simple, super cost effective. Then when I have maybe the readership and the fan base, then fund it in a graphic novel form. I don't know how many issues I would have with this book. I, I have ideas for many things obviously but that's kind of the way i want to do it but i, I just want to do it before i die well at least before i start croaking yeah i've wanted to do it for a very long time it's just really hard it's yeah. just not it's not uh, an easy process yeah. at all oh it's always hard to find time i i am i am committed to at least turning out a rough draft of my script or at least a maybe even a, a skeleton to a rough draft of the script that i'm going mm -hmm. to use when i do uh, my video on physical media um, but then you've got to go find clips and everything else. And I don't have a producer. It's mm -hmm. just me. It's probably going to take me a, a while to do it. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's something I want to do as well. It's, you know, I want to get that done. And then, you know, but there's a lot of other things I want to do in, in between there as well. Um, I've never been, I can't draw for anything. I can write all right, I suppose. I don't know. I, I don't, if I had an idea of something I wanted to do as a comic book, I'd. It's crazy because I didn't know how much it. this cost, actually. Like, I, I know, like, people don't understand this generally. Artists cost a lot of money. Even if you find a cheap artist, the amount yeah. of pages you're going to have to pay for them to actually do in that cheap format. Like, so if I were to do a graphic novel, it'd be like at most 20 pages or maybe 24. That would probably cost at least around $1,000. That just that alone costs a thousand bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, but I get it artists they don't get enough respect it's a lot to do it's time consuming. Oh, no, they have a yeah. lot of other commissions i understand it but that is a lot of that's a huge commitment right there you know a thousand oh, bucks yeah. for like 24 pages and you haven't even made the actual product itself yet you yeah. know yeah and the, when it comes to art it seems like a lot of the time you end up working like a lot of artists are going to be someone you know someone you're familiar with because you kind of like you got to get a you got to get as as the writer and the artist you've got to get a vibe together that way you know like mm -hmm. the artist gets what you're putting down on the page and 
this 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 the synergy that comes along with with the synergy artist and the, writer. the sequencing has yeah. to be there yeah exactly and and that's <laughs> i mean you can i mean you can tell that when you open it when you open a book and you just kind of know that like okay that writer and that artist like got each other you know, and that that's something you can tell about really good books is that like you you know you you don't even necessarily have to know the writer and the and the artist they may not even be big big name guys but like i've read great books that are two dudes i've never heard of before but they got each other and the story and the art and everything was paced so well and the book just was mm -hmm. good because you could tell that these two worked well together and made a mm -hmm. great book yeah man so that's, uh, I mean, that's the other hard part about it is the time of building relationships like that yeah, and it's this space is always super. You understand the reason why sometimes your stuff might not pop off is because it's super competitive out there. It's just competition is yep. really steep. There's every day someone is making up their own own idea and finally getting it out yep. there. It's just you sometimes it's not even you that's the issue. It's just it's so big on competition to the point where yep. how are you going to stand out amongst other people? There's no way. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to. Yeah. Yeah. You can do something really stupid and go viral. I mean, you set yourself on fire or something. There's, you know, there's that method the, of, of thing. You can do what those parkour guys do. Uh, squeeze themselves between, like, skyscrapers and try and fall down. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to try and murder myself. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not that serious, exactly. you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's how, how, how famous do you want to be and what extreme are you willing to go to be it? <laughs> and, oh, the last thing. Uh, two more things, Ash, before we head out. And they got kids probably want to, you know, probably a bit busy right now as well. Um. What is something that you would say to the new dads out there as like advice before they have their first kids or just marriage advice in general, if you're married and having some problems? Oh, dude, communication. Talk to one another constantly. Get to a girl. Jeez, weird. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it gets, it gets, so first thing I'll tell you guys, it gets easier the longer you do it, gentlemen. I gotta tell you this right now. I've been doing it for 20 years. It can still be weird. It's still off times. Is she in the kitchen? I don't see her right now, so she might not hear me. But uh, you know, talk to one another mm -hmm. constantly about things. Mm -hmm. But also, like as as a young man, like make sure, like this is the thing that that guys do that that drives me nuts. Like, dude, like make sure when you're dating, like like get to know a girl. Don't get to know like like her her measurements. Get to know her <laughs> and make sure it's somebody you want to like spend time with. Because if you're like all right, I can put up with the, this for now because she's like an eight and I'm a six and I'm batting way outside my average. Five years later, bro, you're going to be done with that. You're going to be tired mm -hmm. of it. You're going to get bored. Um, meet women you can like, like date and be with women you can get along with. Okay, right. Somebody that like gets you and is into things that you like from a, from a young mm -hmm. man trying to get into a relationship. Good place to start. Somebody you have something in common with. And have a lot of things in common with. I mean, this is why people who meet in church usually like do really well together because you've got some very basic things like right that you all agree on, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to build on that. Mm -hmm. uh, building a foundation is key. Um, that like when you're having, if you're gonna have a kid, like one, be there, be there, be don't don't puss out. Be there when she gives birth. Be there. And I'm, the, the 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 most like exhilarating experience of being a dad i know it's weird and it's different but mm -hmm. like get down there catch that kid when he comes out snip that umbilical cord don't be freaked out by it do it take that kid go wash him off it's like like it's again it's one of these foundational things that i found like you you see that and it's like boom you're like life and it's it's crazy how you do those things people don't want to do those it's crazy but that those are like fundamental oh. moments you never get back ever and people don't even no, well, want to do that it will literally never happen like when you're done like, like i did a little early but 
you will experience that one, two, uh, three times in your life. Literally, there's nothing else mm -hmm. in life that you will. Everything else you're going to do in life, you're going to experience more often than that. Every fucking thing you have the opportunity to experience more often than that. Like mm -hmm. being there and being part of that, but also being there in the room. Um, you know, going go if you're just starting out, go take the damn classes. A lot of hospitals offer them free. Even go to the breastfeeding one. You're not going to mm -hmm. see any titties. I learned that the hard way, but I still showed up. It was a good time. <laughs> you learn a lot of things. Like I I, I went because I'm like oh, I'm going to see some boobs. But then mm -hmm. you know I was a young man and I'm like this is cool. All right. No, that wasn't what happened. But what I did learn is a lot of things that like. When mom is stressed out and mom is tired and she's trying mm -hmm. to breastfeed, I learned a lot about the things that you need to look out for, the things that are important about breastfeeding to help her. And this is like one of these things of like I, I said on a stream a little while ago is like when you're trying to build a relationship and you're trying to be a husband, dad, whatever, you don't want to be like 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 you're not you're not like partners where you're just doing this all the time. You're like doing stuff together like this all the time. This is where you where you're grow together and you build something together it's a lot harder to take this apart than it is to take this apart you know it's you're sharing a lot of time with your wife and even mm -hmm. and as a dad with your kids do stuff with your kids go out and do like you know do summer vacations go on drives talk to them i have a 13 year old who's who's hit puberty and like you think that the talk is a talk it isn't a talk dude it's like a series of conversations you're gonna go off the two of you and have about manhood about yeah about uh, you know ab about them anime titties I found on a cell phone about you know about things that a young man needs to to hear from his dad and not from the fucking internet so don't be afraid to talk to your kids um, constantly mm -hmm. especially if you have boys I mean you definitely got to talk to your your daughters about stuff but you know mom's gonna have a, a little lot more, more grasp on that yeah, yeah. she <laughs> she she's gonna know more about that I mean I don't even know everything it's been twenty years I don't know everything. That's what keeps <laughs> that's what keeps the marriage exciting. You don't always know. You'll never always know everything that's going on with these women. But yeah, women are a strange bunch. Even they don't understand each other. That's the crazy part. Is that girls are like, I no. get other women, and even I'm a girl. It's like, what? <laughs> no, you ask them. They don't even know what they want for dinner tonight, bro. I tell you right now, they don't even know where. <laughs> yeah, they and go. then you and then you suggest like two options. They're like, I don't want that either. It's like, oh my nah, god, nah. kill me now. Yep. Fuck. Exactly. That's the way the game is played, though. It's what keeps it exciting. But when you got boys, boys understand yes. you. Just. Just talk to your boys. Make, let them know things. Raise them. Oh, oh, yeah, and and don't don't fall into this this stupid bullshit about toxic masculinity or this or that or other things. Like, no, just raise them and make them understand what a man is and what a father is. And it's, you know, as they get older, explain to them the kind of shit you do. Like, I as my bo boys are older, like uh, my oldest under, you know, they they have allowances and they do chores. They understand like when they don't clean up the floor. And they want me to do something with them, like the you know play a video game or do this. I'm like, I ain't got time. I got to clean this floor up. You're gonna clean this floor up. I've only got so much time, guys. I'm trying to get them to understand that, like, if I'm doing everything around the house, I don't have time. Yeah, to fix stuff. fix their toy, yeah. to to build their Lego set for them. Like, guys, mm -hmm. maybe you should help me clean up around here. We'll get this shit done faster, and then then we can do the good stuff. Um, I, I got my. My 13-year-old is uh, as he has an allowance, he, he learned the hard way over some Pokemon cards that uh that 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 five dollars four ninety-nine for Pokemon cards, if he has five dollars, he doesn't have enough money to buy them. Uh, he now understands that taxation is theft and has told me as much. I'm like, he oh, he buys Pokemon you cards? There you go. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, oh yeah. dude, he's not defense of Pokemon. These boys are all about the Pokemon, dude. They're all yeah, yeah. We we love Pokemon here. We bought Pokemon TCG. I've been with Pokemon since I was like literally. I I was I was with Pokemon literally since it came out in America. I've been with Pokemon just as long as Yu-Gi-Oh. Honestly, I've seen them a lot of the movies and stuff. <laughs> I um 
Oh, wait, you know what you could have him do? This is a, a cheap, cost-effective thing you could have him do. So if he buys Pokemon cards, he can understand this. As, as a dad, you will love this. So, you know Pokemon cards? I don't know if you know this, you don't want to play trading cards. So when, when you buy a Pokemon pack, you get this uh, little card where you can redeem digital free points on the Pokemon mm -hmm. TCG app, right? Then you can get a free digital packet opens of cards. So if he, if he spends money on a pack, he can even get that money back in free digital cards on the TCG thing. I'll show you this right now. This oh, changes cool. the entire world. So you mean he doesn't he, 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 he have to buy cards anymore. Well, he will because it's, it's physical, right? All right, so how, many oh, yeah. how am I going to do this? Okay, this app is free. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag this icon over to my second monitor and show you. Okay, and this is free. So you don't have to pay anything. All you have to do is just obviously with, with your permission, just register. Yeah. Very simple. I'll show you right now. This will change this whole world. And they could they'll be on this like for a hot minute. All right. They just updated the app right now. So it might be a little buggy, but it, it's gonna work out just fine. So right here. This just came out. Download this Pokemon TCG Live right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon TCG Live. You download it. Oh, dude, that's on Windows too. Oh, nice. I would have thought it was on a phone or something. Yeah, download a Pokemon TCG Live, and you can obviously dig, he he can do like the 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 starter trials to get like a, a free deck or whatever. And then when he buys Pokemon packs, he can enter in the code in on the app, and then that that digital code that he gets from the the, the card, he can just get a free pack of cards from there. So oh, dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, his five ninety nine actually goes a long way, you know. But I, I know people don't know that, so whenever past kids like to play Pokemon cards, just I'll make sure I told him that that'll change his whole yeah. world right there. Now he's another waste money on buying a bunch of packs. Sometimes he can play Pokemon now as much as he wants to on the app for free. Oh yeah, it's on desktop and it's on uh, mobile as well. That's cool. Oh, it is okay. I was gonna say I thought he said something about some sort of mobile card thing once before. But mm -hmm. if I can put it on his desktop too, I can put it on his his computer. Hope he's not sitting. Oh, now when he cool. gets that, yep. make sure he's not on there twenty hours a day. <laughs> That's gonna make him <laughs> gonna be there uh, the entire day. I'm gonna have to block that on the router till his homework's done. Yeah. So there you go. If he, <laughs> yeah. let me know what he. No, thinks dude, about that's it. really cool. He, Thank you. Yeah, let me know what he thinks about that. If he has any questions, uh, me and Chaz, we've seen Chaz on stream. He knows Pokemon just as well as I do. He plays nope. Pokemon with kids at his local card store. We can help you guys out if you need it. You know. Cool, he probably feels like he spent all this money. It's like, no, it, it, hopefully he didn't throw away the, those cards. So there's these little cards you get at the end of po po Pokemon cards. Please tell yeah. me he did not throw away those digital cards. Please tell me he didn't throw I don't away. I think so. I think he has a pile of them somewhere. They okay, have like remember, a little, they they're, they're different. Because if it's, a, they, I think he said if it's a certain color, that card is like there's different colors to it. And some of them will denote yes. whether or not the card pack is good or not or has well, something good special thing. in it. Those digital codes never expire. So as long as you don't actually oh, cool. give them to other people or like let them see the codes, those codes he has, so he probably has a bunch of free packs on those digital codes he hasn't even accessed yet. He'll be, yeah, probably. So let him know that. You know, tell him his uncle at MSK gave him an early uh, Christmas <laughs> present. I will. I will. No, I definitely uh, will. So uh, yeah, last thing I'll ask you before we head out of here is uh, any shout outs you want to give to anyone in particular, and anything else you want to say before we head out. Uh, give a shout out to, I always like to give a shout out to my guys over at the whiskey capitalist. You want some dudes that are talking about politics every Monday and Wednesday, give them a check out. I got, um, my show dad cast, uh, this Saturday. Uh, my wife is actually going to come on. We're going to be starting the weekend, um, starting off our 20th anniversary kind of week. So we're going to be hanging out on dad cast, um, kind of talking about the last 20 Dude, years and just about relationships. You talk to a I girl? Do. What? I do. It's really That's weird. crazy. Talk you talk to the opposite yeah. sex. What? I know. Shocker. It's it's very weird. A nerd. 
an, uh, a full that means you know you're the minority, right? Uh, Aren't no, nerds right? who married? They're in the minority, right? I would, I would Appa- assume so. Apparently. Oh, dude, when I met her, she was, dude, she was a, she was more of a weeb than me when I met her. She wore cat ears and she would be like, she would, she would do the little, the little anime girl voice and she, uh, she went by Nicha and all this, like, she was such a dork. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, she heard me now. Oh, I'm just in trouble. She caught I know me now. Girl, I can't, I know girls that do that. They, they try to be a Japanese girl so hard. Like, oh, no, you're a white girl. Dude. Oh, <laughs> dude, she was doing, I mean, at least she didn't tell me she was one twelfth Japanese or something like Dr. Robotnik did, but. Fucking guy. Um, and then uh, the uh, last thing I want to shout out because uh, we asked this question earlier, and I was re—I just—I finished my third reread of this today, so I want to really quickly. This is like my favorite page, but like the whole, the whole, the whole part of this year at the end. But what my favorite part of Isom is right here, dude. The guy in the freaking the costume shop, dude. Like, I want to know more about what's going on here. This guy was interesting. I dig this. Like, he's got this. Like, like this. Like. You from James Bond, but like outer space thing on like this. Th- this like I was rereading it, and I like I was like, oh, dude, I you know I think about kind of the fights and the startup at the at the beginning, and I'm like, but I was like, this was every time I get back to that one, a third time through, I'm like, that that is cool. That guy seems interesting. Like, what's going on here? I want to know more about that guy. It's very interesting. Um, to see like he's like what are these materials they don't exist on earth he like you get like th- this is the thing about this whole issue here is that like it introduces a lot of things it was it was kind of like a um do you remember um if you've ever seen it like not an ash can but kind of an ash can or uh, a, an 80 page giant or like one of these things that marvel and dc used to do every now and again they try to throw some new characters out there or bring up some old characters and they would do like a series of short stories and they would have it in like an, a big thick 80 page book or a hundred page book. And it would be a series of like short stories with different characters, some established big characters you already know, but they would weave in like some other characters that might've been you know, C tier D tier. And they've got, they're, they're trying to bring them up or see if they can get some interest generated in them. So maybe they'll, they'll put a new writer and artist on them and they'll start like a story arc there for a new series that's coming out. That is kind of like what I got from I, someone like you got the stuff about avery you got a little bit of a like what's going on here there's definitely this this fight things are happening but like you get like at the end you get kind of a shot of all these other characters and that dude with the uh the costume facility or whatever like that has me interested i want to know like i'm going to see more of this guy we're going to find out like different different clients of his um implies that there's aliens around like they actually do a lot of of universe building in that few pages there near the end when he comes back out and he's like it still fits like the end i think finished strong and interesting and then obviously they had like the norse god metal dudes at the end but i'm assuming that's what they are i don't know uh but, but you're excited for this that, universe right you're excited for all the no, books i i I'm in, like i'm interested i want to see like the alpha core thing is interesting but that is my that there at the end the ending there i think was my favorite part i think that's when um like that 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 dude there was like very cool and very interesting and i like this kind of like i'm a i'm a you know i'm a i don't know if he's iron man or if he's just like a costume making dude if he's got special powers magic like what's going on here i'm interested because you don't know you don't know that's like it was such a um it was a first issue didn't know if it was going to be successful spent all of the money you know he had on it and he just kind of threw a lot of things out to see if any what's going to stick at the wall and uh you know i'm 
yeah, I'm interested to see what more is going on. But in case the question ever be asked, I do have a favorite part of Ison. Mm -hmm. It's there at the end with the costume dude. Good stuff. So that is that. Cool. I will. Huh? I this. You know what's my favorite part of Ison? It actually existing. I like that we have another <laughs> big comic book company. That's what's crazy. He yep. said, I hate when people say he's trying to challenge the big two. What is with this like chat? Are people that scared of someone else coming out and putting out their own shit? Are people egos that fragile? Someone else existing doesn't mean Marvel and DC have to suck or not be for you. This, this I hate people, dude. They can literally buy Marvel and DC books right now. Nothing stopping them at all. Nothing with Eric is stopping yeah. them at all. They can buy Marvel and DC books before Eric, Eric existed. And then now, obviously, if he still has this company going on these people are just i don't know what they are i don't, yeah. I don't know the word anymore they're just well just like, they just, don't even buy the books they don't even buy them i buy them they're, these books yes. suck man it's i buy them not all of them suck obviously but most of them they're they're, they're bad and these people <laughs> are going to get mad at someone for it's crazy how they'll get mad at other people for using their hard-earned money to buy the new stuff and they're going to call you racist and all these buzzwords but they don't even buy this stuff themselves they wouldn't even willingly spend their own money on this, but they're, they're, they're going to tell you how you feel. It's like, no, go fuck yourself. Actually, just go well, fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> a lot of it's just it's, a lot of it is just people who want to troll. There's people trolling off success. There's people mm -hmm. who are are literally just like trolling and making stuff up. They just want a reaction out of people because they see that yeah. that it causes a reaction. This is the thing I say about like um people who who get frustrated with like lofty pixels. And I'm like, guy's a troll. If you just don't engage with him in, in, in the way he's looking, you won't get it. Yeah. Same with like Dick Masterson. Like seriously, mm -hmm. if you just ignore them, if you don't engage with people who are overtly just trying to get a reaction out of you, you deflate everything that there is about them and they'll just go away. Like you don't have to deal with them. Like I, I have no interest in that. I won't engage with it. I won't respond to it. I won't like, eh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to go. I'm going to start a show. I'm going to make a stream about what I liked. Yeah. And I'm going to put it out there and that's going to be it. I'm going to have my, my say and somebody in the comments doesn't like it. Then, well, whatever, man. Hey, thanks for, thanks for stopping by though. Thanks for the view. Always, always thanks for the view. You come by, you view it. And Cause I put something positive in there about a book that you don't like. Well, at least you came by and gave me some statistics. I'll appreciate that. Rumble will toss a penny my way and that'll be more valuable. Yeah, yeah, dude, I've been on Rumble for a bit. You, Rumble does not pay very well. I mean, I'm literally yeah. on here. I, I mean, every day is one season. I'm literally yeah. here every day, multiple times a day. And obviously, I'm not here for money, but I do feel like the money structure could be a bit better for people a lot smaller. It definitely could yeah. be a lot better. It's just you've got you've. You've got to get really big is what is what it really comes down to at Rumble. You've got to get really, really big or be really, really big. Or um, even like I, the exception uh, to the rule. Like if you want to be the rule, you they from what I've seen on the platform, you need to get to at least a thousand followers. Even that itself is really hard. A yeah. thousand followers on YouTube, it's easier to get a thousand subscribers because it's just such a big platform. Anyone yep. can essentially in theory find you, but this is just oof, it's harder on it's here. Rough. It's uh, yeah, it is. But I, I, yeah. You know, it, it is rough, but I, I don't mind it. I uh, I don't mm -hmm. I don't worry about a stream getting tossed. I don't worry about insane bullshit copyright claims when anything mm -hmm. I'm doing is transformative. Yeah, the That's other like, benefits no. are great. No copyright claims. None of this block yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, man, it was great uh, touching base with you for the first time. Can't wait to have you on for a second Who's appearance whenever uh, you get more. It's kind of rare because everyone else. We've been trying to do this for like a couple of weeks. These has been very busy, yeah. actually. 
<laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, it's it's and I, you know I've I've committed to the idea that I've like I've got some things to do this week that I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna film so I can actually have mm -hmm. some leftover content laying around to edit stuff, but I'm gonna try to get some live streams in as well. Like I want to play some RoboCop. So I one thing mm -hmm. that I that I've kind of been able to figure out that helps me help me a lot is like when I want to game, I'm gonna be gaming on my PC. Oh, I'm just gonna mm -hmm. stream it. Fuck it, I'm gonna go on here because then I'll figure it's helped me really get my audio setup dialed in on this. Plus I get right. to do the. I get to I get to blow time playing a video game. So mm -hmm. those actually gaming doesn't do half bad on Rumble. I've been as high as it like doesn't. the second the second like I've been number two in the gaming section on Rumble and I'm a nobody. So you if you're yeah, playing the right game at the like, right time. Yeah, that couldn't happen on something like Twitch. Like same with same thing with League. Yeah. I'm gonna try and play Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel more. I, I love Yu-Gi-Oh! Obviously, I'm gonna try and play it more, but it's uh <laughs> I'm gonna try and make sure I, I stream League more because you know, gaming on here, it, there's an audience, there's an audience here. You just have to put in the work to getting yep. it. Everyone keeps saying, Oh, it's just all for politics, stuff like that. Then you obviously don't know what the uh, platform has, then it's just no dude, well, and, and that's that's the other reason I, I'm I'm not super interested in doing politics because there's a ton of that in competition. But who's yeah. doing DIY on Rumble? Like who's going right. to show you how to change the oil on your car on Rumble? Not a ton of that out there. I'm going to do that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be filming it at least this weekend. I'll probably mm -hmm. make a little meme video out of it later. But still, like, there's another one of these things for DadCast. Like, dude, to change your own oil, it's easy. I'll show you mm -hmm. how. So. One of the yeah, many man. things I, I plan to do with it, but yeah, Rumble, there, there's room on Rumble. You just gotta you gotta find it, man. Yeah, and you know people are man. They just don't want to put in the work. You know they keep talking about That's Twitch. True, true. Twitch's kingmaker algorithm does not work. I'm not, dude. I've been live streaming to Twitch for forever at this point. You know, not like many years, multiple, but yeah, I had more followers on Rumble and Twitter than Twitch, and I we're on Twitch like every single day. You know, yeah. like Twitch is a terrible algorithm system. So dog shit over there, you know? So my VODs are just over there on Twitch just because, you know, who, whoever's going to watch it. I really just don't care about Twitch, honestly. If StreamYard ever had an integration where they could put Kick instead of Twitch, I'm literally not streaming to Twitch ever again. <laughs> Twitch is worthless shit yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I should, it's I should, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Okay. No, I was going to say, I should probably uh, get a, get a Kick account. Uh, spun up for at least when I'm doing a game stream. I yeah, Twitch is worthless to stream to. Like, Twitch yeah. is oh, obviously, like, you know, it's not like the worst platform ever, but if you're trying to, like, have this aspect where you're trying to, like, grow a lot, it's not there. Twitch is dark. Twitch is dark. People hate when I say that, but, like, hey, it's true. It's Algorithm's horrible on Twitch. It's garbage. It can't yeah. grow. It's literally something where I we're literally on there every day. Every day. And it's just yeah. that's why I stopped looking at it. Like I don't give a fuck what happens on Twitch. Twitch could fucking burn. Whenever they integrate Kick, I'm <laughs> fuck Twitch. I'm, I'm I'll leave literally the next day. Fuck putting stuff here. You know. Yeah, I wonder if Rumble Studio will have Kick integrated right away. That would be kind of interesting. That'd be really awesome. That that will yeah. definitely make me want to be like, I don't know. It's that meme where the guy, the girls looking at the guy, and he's looking at the girls. Like, Ooh, yeah, I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> well, I mean, because 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 Kick is kind of new, but if you're building something, if you're building your Streamyard yard replacement right now, you're probably going to want to catch some of these things that at least have some heat right now. You know. Right. And, yeah, man. It was great talking to you for, for the first time, and uh, hopefully, usual, man. Hopefully you guys are doing good out there. You know, there's a lot of bad in the world, but there's also a lot of good. Uh, be safe, be great, nice. be productive, and I'm sending out.